What's up, movie lovers? Welcome to episode number 30 of Ready Play Movies, your weekly source for everything that's new and exciting in the world of entertainment. Every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific or 9 a.m. Eastern Time, we discuss the top news of the week, notable releases, what we're watching, big topics of the industry, and the movies we love. If you want to write anything to be read on the show, send us an email to readyplaymovies at gmail.com or hit us up at readyplaymovies on Twitter. No matter where you found us, please subscribe to the feed so you can get every new show directly to your device as soon as it posts. And if you like it, please leave us a nice review. This is August 3rd, 2021. I'm your host, Louis Menchaca, and joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Troy Bracey. Yes, how's everybody doing? It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Troy, you had a how was your vacation by the way? How'd you It was cool. It was cool, man. And to me it went by fast. Like it almost went by so fast that like I almost thought like last week was this week and I like and when you hit me up earlier about the show, I was like, What the hell? I thought I thought we was off. Like what I thought what you know, and then I realized like, oh yeah. So to me it went by fast. But I sent you that reminder too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean I would have been I would already cause you sent me that earlier, but yeah. I would have, you know, realized it, but it kinda just hit me by surprise, you know. Yeah, man, I was in Indianapolis. I was like, oh, you know, I, I flew out, you know, doing a real big Going to That's like four up. star restaurants. That's you know? what you gotta do. That's what you gotta Shit. do, man. Yeah, like uh, living the hot boy summer life, you know. And I like how y'all picked an uh, an unordinary place to go. I feel like people visit like when it's the United States, people visit the exact same places: New York, L.A., <laughs> Denver, Miami, Miami yeah, Chicago. Uh, or something yeah, like it, it, you, you know, that was something that was that. That's how I would like if I go visit when I have, go on vacation. I'm going to like Washington Idaho. State or Idaho, Idaho <laughs> I, Iowa. You know, what I'm saying something I like that. that. Yeah, Fuck, I, I fucked yeah, up. You know, Idaho. Yeah, yeah, maybe you will go to Idaho, but yeah, so. <laughs> You know, I, 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 yeah. So that's cool that y'all went there. No, like uh, we went to we went to Indianapolis. We we're doing a big enough city, and then we we like drove to like the Indiana State Park, and then we went. The, There's like a trail, so you had to go through a trail, and then at the end of the trail, or like halfway into the trail, we did we get this part. And then there was the Great Lake, uh, oh, Lake Michigan. Oh, that's dope. And it looked like an ocean. I know like, y'all took pictures. Hell yeah, I took oh, pictures, God. videos, and everything, man. It was, it was fresh water. It's like it's like an ocean, but with no salt in it. <laughs> Damn, bro! It's clear. You can see through there. Yeah, yeah, we saw the fish on our like on our, our feet and everything like that. Yeah, man, it was yeah. real. It was real good. Nah, I liked it. I had, a, I had a good trip, and uh, yeah, like I. Uh, speaking of which, like the vacation, I guess I'll just give hit you guys up with some housekeeping. Go listen to episode twenty nine. That was such a good episode. It's doing good views, by the way. Actually, I, I was very happy with that. Uh, go listen to episode twenty nine. Uh, Dan filled in for me last week, the host of Ready Press Play. And yeah, we appreciate that for sure. Yeah, like I just I have a lot of like feelings of inadequacy when I hear somebody so accomplished, but his sister's an Emmy Award winning producer who works at Netflix. So, you know, it's definitely like if you guys love movies and stuff, you want to know about like the the ins and outs of like of someone's like career and like and living in LA, that's definitely a worth uh, worth a listen. It is not a video, unfortunately. Uh, Dan doesn't record video, so he's an audio only. I will put a link down in the description um, for the uh, YouTube people because if you're an audio listener, you just bit lit, you're on the same feed. You just do go back do, one episode. Do y'all do videos on y'all uh, podcast or just audio? Uh, Ready Press Play is video, but it's on this channel. It's on the uh, Level One Gaming YouTube channel as well. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so. Um, so yeah, go ahead and check it out there, and um, we'll uh, definitely let us know what you think and everything. Uh, hit us up in the comments, hit us up on Twitter, all that good jazz. Um, the other good thing is actually as far as the 
I sort of alluded to just a, uh, just a moment ago. Quick update for you guys. We are um, cha temporarily changing chan uh, YouTube channels. So normally we're on the Ready Play Network YouTube channel, but now we are moving up and packing up and temporarily, uh, uh, you know, squatting on someone else's house. <laughs> we're gonna go to Level One Gaming, uh, the YouTube channel for the interim time. The Tuesday show, the, the Level One Gaming's Tuesday show is called Cogs in a Machine. It is on an, I'm gonna, without going into details, it's on an unscheduled hiatus um, until the show can, can be re re revamped and come back. Uh, we will be taking the Tuesday slot uh, to keep you guys entertained in the interim time. And um, I don't I don't know uh, what the plans are as far as after they come back. I, I expect us to go back to the YouTube channel, to, to back to our YouTube channel, um, and you guys can follow us there. Uh, or um, depending on how things play out, just however the dice rolls, we may stay here. Who knows? But for now, let's just call it temporary. Hey, yeah, um... Uh... Oh yeah, y'all, y'all. Never mind, I'm tripping. <laughs> I was gonna say y'all channel. I mean, y'all show is on this channel too, right? Or have y'all been on that channel already? Uh, Ready Press Play has been at home of uh, level one, uh, level one gaming. Oh, it's been on for the yeah jobs. since episode sixty. So, where did this YouTube channel come from? It was exclusively made for when we started this podcast. No, no, this level one gaming was. No, uh, no, I'm talking about the the channel that we're on. Oh, we right were on now. before. Yeah. Uh, so, Ready Play Network was started. Because of the uh, Ready Press Play, yeah. but we never were uploading anything. We were uploading only our Twitch vods. Oh, and so y'all been uploading? Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. we've been only putting our. When we do a Twitch stream and we archive it here on the Ready Play Network channel. Yeah. But then we were like, we were always doing Ready Press Play as audio only. We mm. never did video. And oh. then whenever uh, David, the owner of Level One Gaming, approached us and he wanted us to put uh, Ready Press Play on his channel. We were like, okay, well, we'll do it, but we have to do video. We can't do oh, like okay, an okay. MP3 with a still image the whole time. We yeah, weren't gonna yeah, do that. Yeah. Okay. That so yeah, you're welcome. Oh no, I thought y'all was on the same channel. I thought the whole okay. Nope, it's just Twitch streams there. So yeah, so we'll uh, yeah, it was basically a very long update, but yeah, we'll it's it's all it's all good. Just uh, just follow me on on Ready Play Movies. Follow me on Twitter at Chocolaka80. All the the links will always be posted there. So anytime you need to know where to find me, I'm always there. In the meantime, we'll go ahead and move on to our typical, uh, our typical show here. It's the beginning of the month. It's August second uh, for us when we're recording this, so uh, we'll go ahead and uh, go back to the future. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. So yeah, back to the future. It's the segment where we talk about the anniversaries uh, of all the releases, and uh, I'm actually kind of like I would say surprised. I would say As some some of them are, I kind of find them funny. <laughs> so for instance, for our very first uh, our very first uh, five year anniversary is Suicide Squad, Man, the David a, Ayers what a, what movie. A, what a coincidence! Like that, this, the, we got a new Suicide Squad movie coming out literally next week. And the previous Suicide Squad came out uh, five years ago. Like, it's the five-year anniversary. No, it's not, it's not even coming out next week. It's coming out this Friday. It's, yeah, yeah. This Friday. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. This is the beginning of the week. So, I mean, like, yeah, yeah the, like at the end of this week. Yeah. And then the, the old one came out five years ago. That's crazy. Dang, time goes by. Because I remember ready being excited for that <laughs> movie and whatever and now it's five years in the past like damn that's crazy but I it like, was a terrible film <laughs> i like how it's called suicide squad i like looked at it and double checked it it's called suicide squad and the new movie is called the, the suicide, suicide. yeah the suicide. it's funny because it's like it, it, 
the new Suicide Squad, it doesn't know if it wants to be a reboot or just a, a, a sequel. sequel. Yeah, it's like, it's neither <laughs> one. It's like, you know what I mean? It's weird. But I think it's kind of their way of just completely re, you know, doing the Suicide Squad. It's like a soft reboot, like yeah. what they call it, you know. But yeah, the the Suicide Squad from 2016, man, it just was bad. Like, but they had a good trailer though. <laughs> I think the trailers was fantastic. I think that, <laughs> the that's songs. What, that's what songs. make it more. Di- that's what make it more disappointing, right? When the trailers are so good, and you're like, damn. And then when you watch it, it's like almost like a music video or something. It just seems so weird to talk about it five years ago because it feels like just yesterday we were hearing about, um, fuck, what's his name? The guy that played Joker. Uh, uh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto, like, yeah. you know, sending, like, used condoms to condoms, Will Smith. yeah. He was just doing extra shit, like, and then his performance to me was, I didn't even like his performance. <laughs> you did all that to have a whack-ass performance? Like, come on, bro. Like, Heath Ledger or Jared, I mean, Heath Ledger or Joaquin Phoenix, they didn't do none of that, and they won Oscars. Like, it's like, come on, bro. You want a rat? Like, you could have won a Razzie for that performance. Like, and, and you sending condoms and rats and all yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. shit. Yeah, but it feels just like yesterday. Just yeah, about but Jared I, Leto, yeah, right? it does. It's crazy. Jared Leto's antics and stuff like that. Yeah, so. that's crazy. <laughs> all right. Other releases that came out five years ago something called Nine Lives, uh, Cafe Society, uh, Pete's Dragon, Sausage Party. That, damn, that was Seth five Rogen. years ago. I thought that was like in 2018 or something. That Seth Rogen movie. Dude, that movie's ending was like a giant orgy. Yeah, yeah. That, that movie was crazy right there. Uh, Florence Foster Jenkins, Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, what a masterpiece. I still haven't seen it. I you have haven't that movie. seen it? I have that movie. I still haven't seen it. Bro, you doing yourself a disservice. Kubo and the Two Strings may have been one of the best animated uh, movies since, since and within the five-year range. That's how good it is. Like Damn. It's a masterpiece. Uh, Jonah Hill starting to get he started to get his acting chops on in War Dogs. Oh yeah, War Dogs. Oh, uh, directed by Todd Phillips that also did Joker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ben Hur. I now I have not seen Ben Hur. I've only seen the classic movie from like the fifties or whatever when it came yeah, out. Yeah, Thirties. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, what I, I didn't even know they did a, a remake. Her. Yeah, that's how you know it must not have been. This it got big. it got like lambasted critically, like yeah, torn to shreds. Yeah, I didn't even know. I just know the classic one. Yeah, uh, don't breathe. Which oh, the I sequel watched, coming out today. Yeah, it's gonna say the sequel's coming out later this month. But I also watched uh, Don't Breathe like a yearly last year during COVID lockdown. Oh, for so real? So I'm just for like the first time. For the first time. Oh, so it's still fresh to you. Yeah, yeah. Don't Breathe was a fantastic movie. It, it's like clever. It's like a clever idea. I like when movies have clever ideas, especially horror films, and that's one of them. And then next up was the Mechanic Resurrection. And then there's Southside with You, Hands of Stone, and Hell Ooh, or High Water. Hell or High Water, that was a masterpiece. That I, That's a crazy that. And it, Hell or High Water was, uh, I was so happy that that movie came out that year because I remember 2016 being one of the worst years for movies <laughs> as, a, a, as a whole. Like, it, it was just one of those, like, years where it's like, man, I just want to get through it, you know? And Hell or High Water was one of the great movies that made me feel like, okay, who? at least we got something. It was a true masterpiece. Jeff Bridges, Chris Pine, Ben Foster. Damn. Yes, yes, it's a, yes. Is it a Western? Is yes, it a... it's a Western. Shit. Yeah, yeah. and it's uh it's one of those westerns that uh you think you could predict it, but it's, it's Is it it's like uh on that no country for old men kind of like type level? of thing? Yeah, yeah, it's on that level oh, for shit, sure. Shit. Yeah, it's on that level. I never seen it. I never I think I heard of it, but I never seen it. And then also I, I was like, I'm, in my head, the first thing I was thinking about when I saw this title was Stillwater. Oh, Matt Stillwater. Just I, I just seen that. <laughs> yeah, I just seen that one. Yeah. Oh, shit. You got to put that on impressions. Yeah, I impressions, yeah. All right. We'll go ahead and move on to the 10-year mark. 
And let's see here. So for 10 years ago, we got August of 2011, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, man, the James Franco one. Man, like you don't get that. That whole franchise is unique. You don't usually get reboots and trilogies where all three of them were good. Yeah. Like that's so rare to get A, a reboot that's good. B, a, a, a trilogy of the reboot and all of them were good. And Rise of the Planet of the Apes, I remember watching it in theaters and was I very wished, surprised. I just wish that they changed the titles because uh, the next one was called Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. So and this Dawn one was called should have been first, and Dawn then Rise should have been, been second, second. Yeah. and then War was third. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's why I was always confused. I would be like Rise, no Dawn. Like I, I was always, <laughs> I was always confused. But and it's crazy. This one, what I loved about Rise though, it it really surprised me because I it felt like it was gonna be a bad movie. Like I yeah. didn't, oh, yeah, I I didn't the buy trailers. the trailers. Like, oh yeah, my motherfucking Malfoy's up in this bitch. Yeah, like, you know, like it, it just. I was like, nah. But it surprised the hell out of me, and a lot of people all right uh there's the change up which is the ryan reynolds uh uh was it what's his name jason bateman uh movie where they body swap like yeah, you know freaky yeah. friday uh there's the help which was got octavia spencer her oscar, oscar yeah that's 10 years ago yeah, yeah that's crazy fun yeah that's a and she had a great performance in that uh final destination five which came after the final destination which was the fourth movie so it's kind of funny i should probably turn off that light to tell you the truth but, um <laughs> So yeah, the Final Destination was a lie because Final Destination Five happened, and then there was an all-time classic uh, comedy movie starring uh, uh, J.C. Eisenberg, aka Lex Luthor, Thirty Minutes or Less. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I I just can't. I will never forget that scene with Michael Pena when yeah, he got like uh, accidentally shot or whatever, shot, yeah. and he was like in the mirror, he's like, "You a pimp." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was funny. Man. Oh, and then there was the one part where the old man was like, "I used to shoot people like you when I was in the shit," and he was like, <laughs> "Michael Pena was like, damn." Son, Son, that cuts deep, you know. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. uh, then there was the all time, the biggest flop of uh, summer of uh, 2011 Glee, the 3D concert movie. It was, I uh, we did, we talked, we did a topic of the show, and it was the biggest flop yeah, of that summer, yeah. Like, that that was funny because, like, uh, what you call it, what was so funny about that was like. People were talk, thinking that it was going to be a hit because it was Glee, <laughs> and it ended up being the worst yeah, fucking box office performance. Like, come on. Like, all right, all right. Well, before we, let's, let's get into this here. Let's see. Uh, Glee, uh, 3D concert movie, and let's go with box office mojo. There we go. All right, let's take a look at this here. I want to know. It came out, okay, it made $11 million in the box office the entire time, and when it opened in theaters... Let's it made see. 18 million worldwide. Let's see. It made it opened at number 11 outside the top 10. Oh, it opened man. at number 11 to 5.9 million dollars. Jesus Christ! In its first weekend, man. And then it slid down to like 1.8 in the second weekend, and then 184 thousand in the third weekend. It didn't even get a million. It didn't even get <laughs> half a million. Jesus Christ! So yeah, I just I just thought that was hilarious. Uh, so yeah. Next up is Spy Kids 4D, All the Time in the World, which is starring Jessica Alba and Joel McHale as the parents. I don't think I watched them. And they gave away like these, uh, it was like 4D because they was smell vision or whatever. And so when you go to the movie theater and you buy a ticket, and you, they gave you like this card, like the scratch and sniff card. So like when the movie came up, there was like a number that would pop up on the bottom right hand corner. And so it tells you when to smell. Mm. So you would scratch it. And smell what they're smelling in the movie. Oh, okay. That's and it cool. was all like the same smell. It felt like it was all like strawberry fucking yeah, perfume. I was trying to do something new, hoping hoping that'll be the new thing. Like, hey, you want to go see that uh, 4D? Yeah, like, I know. It's like but it, 3D. That shit went yeah. away quick as hell. 3D with smell. Yeah. And then like, there's like the thing where like the seats are rocking and stuff. <laughs> 
there's Fright Night and then Conan the Barbarian. That's the first time I ever seen Jason Momoa in my entire life. Like I, I didn't know about Game of Thrones yeah. at the time. Yeah, yeah. And that Mine was my too. introduction. That was my t- I think most people that because uh, what was I think Dick- Game of Thrones happened first though. As I'm really? Honest. I think so. I thought Conan was first, but I, I might be wrong on that. But yeah, that I mean that's the first time I seen him too. Uh, one day. And then there's Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. And then Zoe Saldana. That's how I knew she, I mean, she was going to be a, a superstar. Colombiana. Uh, you didn't know? I didn't see that one. Damn. Okay. And then also, Our Idiot Brother, which is starring uh, Paul Rudd. That dude has not aged a day in these last 10 years. Like, yeah, Paul Rudd looked the exact same. Like, he since the 90s. The, since I yeah, first seen him, he looks the exact same. Mm-hmm. He might change his hair. Like, I don't know about him and Will Smith. Somehow, they know how to just not age. It's <laughs> weird, bro. Like, it's so weird. And then there's the debt, which I forgot. It might have been like some Oscar movie or whatever. But yeah, so that was ten years ago, and it's like some some of these these titles are like bringing me more like they're they're funnier to me than they are like nostalgic, which is really yeah. weird. Except for Planet of the Apes, from yeah, Rise. Yeah. yeah. Next up, we'll go to fifteen years ago, and uh, that goes to August of two thousand and six. Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby, Peak Will Ferrell. Between that and Step Brothers, yeah. Peak Will Ferrell and John yeah. C. Riley. That's when he was like in his. Straight up, yeah, straight up prime. He was one of the biggest comedian in the world, and right. I think, and that was before like Chris Rock. I mean, not Chris uh, Rock, Kevin Hart, yeah. and all them. Like he was the ranked number one biggest comedian at, around this time. I just, I just remember that song, Ricky Bobby, Bobby. <laughs> Ricky. Yeah, <laughs> that, that came out funny. after the fact too. Yeah, that shit. I think funny. it came out like in 08, That song. Yeah, bro. like and that, that's what they was talking about. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, <laughs> I just. Randomly thought yeah. about that song, by the way. Uh, Barnyard, which was an animated movie. There's The Descent, which was a horror movie. The Night Listener, which is a Robin Williams movie. Uh, World Trade Center, which was a Nicolas Cage like uh, 9/11 movie, like a like a biopic kind of thing. Uh, Zoom, which is a Tim Allen movie, which is a kid movie where like the kids have superpowers. Yeah. Uh, Step Up was my introduction to Channing Tatum. Oh yeah, my mine too. I think so. Step up that corny movie. Yeah. That corny movie. Shit. Yeah, but... Step up was. I don't know. Like I can't Bro, tell. When the last time you seen it? I haven't seen it since. That's it's been what a I'm minute. saying. Watch it, my... watch it again, bro. Like you watch, you thinking of it at 15 years ago. <laughs> watch it again, bro. I'm telling you. Like matter of fact, do yourself a favor. Just watch the trailer. Just watch the trailer, and then you'll say like, that's gonna be enough for you to be like, ah, yeah, yeah. I think it was right. Yeah, trust me. You know what's kind of funny is like I think I've reached all like at least from step up two onwards, like from two to four or two to five. I watched the movies, the step up movies in theaters, mm. and I remember like liking it because I was so big into like watching dance movies and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like you got served and all yeah, that, that shit. shit. Like yeah. I was so big on that. I and, never big on them. And then there was that one with Chris Brown where uh, and uh, Stomp the Yard. And oh, shit. Stomp yeah. the Yard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so like I was. I big, never was big on those. I was big on those uh, movies, man. I was like, but, yeah. I was like, I want to like. You, I would think I would like be able to dance like that shit. You and would get hyped and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I think for me, like maybe now if I were to watch it I would be like why did I like that but yeah. in my at the memory time, yeah. I love it yeah. at my, the time I, I, I don't know if thought, I want to ruin I, it I thought it was alright at the time too but yeah I, I think I seen it maybe a couple years ago and I was like oh my goodness <laughs> just didn't, it just didn't hold up 
uh, Pulse, and then there was the big flop. Everyone was like making memes out of it back when memes were like on their in their infancy. Snakes on a plane. Snakes on a plane. Yeah. I'm tired of these, these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. plane. Yes. <laughs> snakes on a plane was just an idiotic movie. Like like the scene where the but you the, remember uh, the, the scene where a snake like bites the girl titty. And oh it. yeah. <laughs> it's like really out of all the spots, that's where the snake bit her. Like come on, man. You know like you know what happened uh, on that when they aired on TV. You know how on TV they, they uh, always like censored it. it. Yeah. They redub it. You yeah. know what he says? What did he say? I'm tired oh. of these monkey flying snakes <laughs> on this monkey flying plane. Man, I, I ain't gonna lie. The biggest comedy of all times is the dubs on TV shows. Like, I mean, on movies. But, yeah. yeah. Like those are the funniest. Like they'll say something like instead of so, like I hate your ass, they'll say yeah. like I hate your bald head. Like, yeah. Or, or like yeah, when they redub it, it's like instead of when they would say like Jesus Christ instead yeah. of that, they would say peas and rice. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Just say it's almost like they got five minutes or something like hurry up say something and they had like do the first thing come to head because it don't even be something that's like still good like different but just censored and good it'd yeah. be something just stupid <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like they got five minutes to redub it like hurry up come with the new dialogue and you got five seconds to do it all right and, and they, they shot it to the mic shot it into the mic yeah, <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, but uh, I just remember back. I think it was Comic Con. Didn't this big this have a big presence at Comic Con? I don't even know. I don't I even know what Comic Con was back then. Like, I want to say it did because I remember like there were like like videos, and this is before YouTube, by the way, where they people were uploading like parodies of tra of trailer mm. of Snakes on a Plane, and everyone, everyone was thinking that it was gonna be the next big thing. Yeah, because say, of how much I, I mean, that's crazy. Like I didn't start knowing about Comic Con until the YouTube age of YouTube. Uh -huh. So before YouTube, I didn't even know Comic Con existed. So might have. And then there was accepted which was the justin long movie where he was like he makes up his own college mm. hey i don't know if you remember that movie no, or not no, okay no. uh there was material girls which was a hillary and Haley duff movie of all things uh there was the illusionist which was like the poor man's prestige with yeah. edward norton yeah that was the um that movie didn't wasn't really all that <laughs> Yeah, the prestige gets all like the because the, the, I didn't. They came out around the same, same time, time yeah. and I remember like people being kind of confused <laughs> about which, like, I mean, not confused which one is which, but that was like kind of like like comparing, comparing them, them yeah, yeah, comparing them. But like the prestige is way better, way like, better, way better. Yeah. yeah, it's been talked about like you know for it's, it's last it stood the test of time, but this one got forgotten about. Yeah, it got and forgotten. by the way, m movies there tend to be movies where like Hollywood makes movies in twos, where like Deep Impact and Armageddon come out at the same time. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, like there's always a situation where movies come in twos and stuff. Yeah, so. true. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine, which uh, I think we covered before in a previous uh, uh, Back to the Future, but it got its wide release in August because uh, it was a limited release earlier in the summer. Uh, Beer Fest, which I, you know that movie kind of explains itself. Uh, Invincible, which was the Mark Wahlberg movie where it was like based on a true story where Mark Wahlberg uh, is like a regular Joe Schmo that makes it into the NFL because they had like an open tryout for like their fans. That's crazy. I ain't never seen that. Like, I think it was said in the 70s. And I'm a, I'm a Mark Wahlberg guy. I've never seen, uh, at least I can't think of it. Yeah, it's about. like, I think it was said in the 70s, but basically there was like this NFL team that was kind of like having a losing streak or whatever. And you know how fans always talk shit about like, you need to do this yeah, or whatever. Right, right. And then the coach is like, you know what? Fuck it. Any, we're having open tryouts. If you want to come and, and show us what you got, and then like everyone, uh, like there's a bunch of like NFL fans that are like you know practicing, and they're all fat and like yeah. you know out of shape. And then Mark Wahlberg just comes in and just shows up and like just like as a badass. And they're like, actually, you're the only guy here that's good. So yeah. welcome to the NFL. Damn, you know, like that that's was crazy. <laughs> and so yeah, it was actually good. I think, but I don't think he was like an actual player. I think he was a kicker. Like he was like yeah, you yeah. know. 
But yeah, uh, there was How to Eat Fried Worms, and then there was the Outcast movie Idlewild. You remember that one? Outcast, like it was what, like what, you know, was it about them? Like I think it was like it was like one of those where like, they filmed them right doing shit and all that, like filmed Outcast performing. It was based that. off of a, of a music video, so they did a music video for like a song called Idle Idlewild, and then they just made it a feature length film. I think but, I remember that. I do think I remember that because I was a big fan of Outcast. Believe yeah. it or not. So yeah, I just uh, yeah, there's there we go. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I Andre that. Benjamin, I yeah. guess that's the big boy right there. So. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. So yeah, there's that, and then I think that's it. That's it for the 15 year mark. So again, like for some reason, I just like it's just making me laugh when I'm like seeing these stuff, and like they just, I guess these movies sort of like just bring out like it's like a gleeful. Uh, because a lot of these are comedies and stuff, or bad yeah. movies or that that they're where they could be a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Best comedies are bad movies. Huh? I've been <laughs> saying that. Twenty years ago, but brings us to August of two thousand and one. Rush Hour Two leads Ooh, the pack. That's a classic. Right classic. out the gate. Right out the gate. Rush Probably the two. best Rush Hour out of the three. I would say. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. The, then there was the uh, was it the Princess Bride, which was the Anne Hathaway movie. Mm-hmm. Ah, original Sin. Did not know that uh, Antonio Banderas and uh, yeah. and Angelina and Jolie did a movie together. Yeah, yeah, and they have like, and it's it's a good movie too. It's it's a real good movie. They for all y'all that like sex, it's a sex scene. But yeah, so <laughs> it, it was a it was a good movie. And then it was American Pie Two, which was I remember the trailer whenever like they had to get Stifler and uh, and. Uh, was his name? Damn, I forgot his name of the character and the actor, but they had to do a kiss scene. Remember, like the there was that iconic scene in the trailer where it's like, "You go, we go, you yeah, go." Yeah, 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 yeah. And so whenever you get these two girls to kiss, they had a, the two dudes had to kiss first or whatever. Yeah. And then there was. Uh, I haven't seen. I mean, I seen American Pie, but it's been so long that I don't really remember American. which ones happen and what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there was this, like in that scene, they had a uh, they 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 ended up winning like a Sean William Scott. Yeah, and that and damn, I can't remember his name escapes me. But Jason Biggs, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, they ended up winning the MTV Movie Award for Best Kiss that year. <laughs> <laughs> they were just trying to be funny with that. Yeah. Uh, Osmosis Jones, which is like the Bill Murray like um, hybrid uh, live action animated movie. There was the Nicole Kidman movie, The Others, and I, I, I literally was just taken to the movies one time, just and then I didn't know what I was gonna go see. I watched The Others with my family, and I'm gonna just give you guys the twist. It's a 20 year old movie now, so I'm gonna just give you guys away the twist. But Nicole Kidman and her kids, they're ghosts. They didn't know that they were ghosts. They were haunting their own house. So yeah, there's that. Rat Race, hilarious ass movie. Did you see this movie? Uh. Uh-uh. Dude, it's got like Cuba Gooding Jr., Whoopi Goldberg, Brecken Meyer, Amy Smart. Like it has oh, like wow. John Cleese. Like it's pretty much, animated? it's a it's a live action movie where like uh, John Cleese was like a millionaire guy, and he's like, "All right, we're in Las Vegas. If you can make it to uh, like what is it, some faraway place, like I don't know, like California or yeah, some. It's like a really long drive or whatever. It's like we, I'm gonna uh, we got all you guys over here. Like it's like ten of them, and he said. All right. There's a million dollars in a in a locker in this train station. Mm. If you're the first one that gets to that locker, the money's yours. Damn. And all of them just get up and just run, make a run for it, and just try to like. There were some of them were on a plane, some of them were driving, some of them were on a, a train, yeah, and all this other stuff. Yeah. And like, it is a that hilarious. Like a, that ain't like a fun, like a fun concept. Like it I was, would want to watch that at school or something. Yeah, I laughed my ass off so much when I watched that. <laughs> I, mean, I watched it multiple times. I remember yeah. that movie so well. So yeah, it's just so ridiculous. And so many movie stars at that. Uh, American Outlaws. I feel like I should know that, but I don't. 
don't know it either. Uh, Captain Corelli's Mandolin. Don't know what that is. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. That's the first time I ever heard of Jay and Silent Bob, by the way. Was this movie. the first time I'm hearing it now. Wait, no bullshit. Kevin yeah. Smith, the Jason Mewes. Uh, damn, pull bitch. it up, pull it up. Right. Oh some my stuff God. I gotta see. Like, I gotta see the what's Silent Bob Strike. Right. You know who you know this mother. Right. Images. All right. Wait, that's old. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, I, see, I'm getting confused with that and um, what's the other one that he did? The other Kevin Smith movie. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Oh, of course. That's a classic. Yeah. Yeah, that's a classic. But, but Kevin, like, Kevin Smith has a... See, that's why I be having to see the... Uh, for certain stuff, I got to see the photos and or like a YouTube clip or something. But, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> That's like Ben Affleck uh, was in that movie. I yeah, think. and yeah. so was Matt Damon and everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. That movie was like basically like a parody of like how to make movies in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, Summer he made Cat- a movie about making. Movies. Yeah, it was actually yeah, it was a make movie about making a movie. Uh, Summer Catch, which is a Freddie Prince Jr. movie. It's like a like a rom com, you know, those teen movies or whatever. Uh, Ghost of Mars, a Bubble Boy, which I believe was that Jake Gyllenhaal movie where he's like in a bubble. Uh, the Curse of the Jade Scorpion, a Jeepers Creepers. Man. And O. What's O? I don't know what that is. But hey, Jeepers Creepers, though? <laughs> yeah. That's in my top five. What? Yeah. Jeepers Creepers was scary as hell. Like, Jeepers Creepers was on a nut. Like, I don't think, like, listen, people look at Jeepers Creepers as a classic. I do remember that. Othello. It stands I, for Othello. I, I, yeah, I remember that. Like, they had, like. Julia Styles, Mackay Pfeiffer. Yeah, and, yeah, I remember that. It was, like, this weird relationship. Like, she was dating him and all. Like, I, yeah, I remember that movie. That's crazy. But Jeep, back to Jeepers Creepers. Okay. Forget O. Okay. Back to Jeepers <laughs> Creepers. It, Jeepers Creepers is known as a classic. But it doesn't get the credit it deserved for being one of the scariest damn movies of all time. Jeepers Creepers, that shit. Oh my god, damn. That, that <laughs> shit was the first one. The second one was more just fun. They on a bus. It was more generic. But that first one, as a kid, I remember having nightmares. Literally having fucking nightmares, bro. Like that shit is holds up. And I watched it recently, maybe like four years ago. It holds up to this day, bro. Oh like, man! And then when you see him, like when they were trying to run him over, and then he's like running on top of the run, car. Oh my god! Uh, and like, see, they did something so genius where, and 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 not enough monster movies do this, where they don't show him like yeah. clearly. You yeah. just get a little glimpse of him, shadows and, and shit, and man. it makes it even more scarier because it's like oh. Oh, shit, you know what I mean? But yeah, Jeepers Creepers is one and of them. I want them to do a reboot to that so bad. Like oh, Jeepers Creepers, I think they did a three and it was yeah, atrocious. It was oh my god, it was bad. Um, yeah, no, it's not the third time is not the charm. Yeah, the first one was probably <laughs> the best one, and then yeah. also, uh, what's it called? Just uh, as a side note, they had man, they skinned him, man. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Justin Long, man. They gave they gave him that unexpected ending. Yeah. For sure. All right, let's go ahead and move on to 25 years. Uh, let's see. We have um, Chain Reaction, which is the Keanu Reeves movie and Morgan mm-hmm. Freeman. Yep. Matilda, which is when the girl has telekinesis. Matilda, yeah. Yo, yep. you know about that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about Matilda. That was my sister movie. <laughs> Escape from L.A., which is the second movie after Escape from New York. Jack, which is the Robin Williams movie where his character oh, ages, yeah. what, 10 times faster than a normal person? Or, yeah, yeah. 
okay. I want to say ten times faster. Um, I don't know why I was thinking a hook when you said Jack. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so Robin Williams, he's his character is ten years old. So Robin Williams at the time he's a forty year old man, but his character is ten, so he literally ages four times faster like he whenever like his pregnancy happened whatever and he was like you know not due for like so many months he's like he's already here and so he was he was just really aging like really really fast and Mm. and so now he's like he's 10 years old and i guess his character's like in the fourth grade and so you got an adult man and robin williams in like a fucking elementary school yeah so that's that i watched that movie in theaters back in the day and then there's alaska the fan Tin Cup, which I want to say there was a Kevin Costner movie, if I'm just memory serves. Bordello of Blood, don't know what that is. House Arrest, I remember watching that on repeat um, back in the day. And then there's a very Brady sequel, which was the second Brady Bunch movie, the theatrical movie. There was two movies in the 90s. I didn't even know they did a sequel to the Brady Bunch movie. What really? The fuck? Hell no. Nah, Rob Lowe was in it. You know that? Uh-uh. Hell no, nah, because I didn't know what it is. Holy it. shit, dude. Yeah. You, I, okay. I, in the nineties, you know the nineties they had the Brady Bunch movies, right? Yeah, the Brady. You didn't know, so they didn't know there was two of them in the nineties. No, I know they did a sequel to that. That's crazy. And you know what's kind of fucked up is like I didn't know this until much later when I found out that that basically the movies, both the Brady Bunch movies, not as good as the show. No, 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 no. Actually, well, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I, I don't remember the show that much. I barely watched it like back in like at night when I was like a little kid, yeah. but. Uh, the movies recycled the plot lines of the shows and just basically rehashed them. Oh, they pulled a Dragon Ball Super, bro. Where it's like it's yeah. the same plots, but like they're just, just redoing it in yeah. a movie. Oh, but they sped run, they, they speed run. They did that with Dragon Ball Super. They like they did the first two seasons of Dragon Ball Super is Battle of Gods and Resurrection of F, and that's the first two seasons. I was like, come on, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, they just sort of speed run those uh, those classics. Like so, it's like you know these uh, these yeah. storylines and gags and stuff. Do it again with uh, the, the Island of Doctor Moreau. Um, there's Carpool, which is a Tom Arnold movie. Uh, solo. Damn, the, the high Solo movie came out 25 years ago. I was like, what's Solo? What's Solo? Let me see here. I like that. Solo. I thought High Solo movie. just came out. Like, let's see here. Let's see here. Let's take a look at this shit. I want to know. Uh, Mario Van Peebles, William Sadler. I don't know who these guys. Adrian Brody. It got eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's <laughs> one of the worst movies ever made, bro. Like, it looks ridiculous. It looks like they tried to make him look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, what the fuck? It so looks low. terrible, bro. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Part man, part machine, total weapon. Okay, so he's like just an action guy, basically. That's yeah. He looks ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know who Mario Van Peebles is, but I guess he was a big star he back then. He was a then. star back in the day. Uh, okay, okay. All right, so there's uh, The Crow, City of Angels, which I guess was the second one, and then there's First Kid and The Stupids. And one of these two movies is a Tom Arnold movie. I can't tell you which one. So it's kind of funny. Is like a Tom Arnold movie came out this weekend, and then the following weekend, another Tom Arnold movie came out. So it's like, damn. Uh, but yeah. That I, it's kind of interesting. It's like uh, I, I know mo- I've seen most of these movies and stuff like that. So uh, as we get like older and stuff, my my um, you know my knowledge gets kind of wanes and stuff. So, anyways, thirty years ago, August of nineteen ninety one, Doc Hollywood, which was a uh, Michael J. Fox movie, Body Parts, don't know what that is. Return to the Blue Lagoon, which was the second movie, uh, the sequel to the Blue the Blue Lagoon, and it stars Mia Jovovich, and she was hot and fine as hell in that movie, and. Uh, not as the movie wasn't as good as the first movie. Uh, Double Impact, which was like an action movie. Pure Luck, Delirious, Bingo, which was like a 
not gonna lie, I actually watched that movie back in the day when I was a kid. I was so back in '91. I would have been what I don't know, three, four years old. But it's a, it's about a it's about a a dog that escapes from a circus and befriends a kid who's like doesn't have friends or whatever. So, yeah, the the dog was really smart. Uh, there's a mis- mystery date, the doctor, and this is like the most product placement movie title I've ever seen in my life. Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. <laughs> yeah, and it they, stars Mickey Rourke. Yeah, they was trying to. They knew what they were doing right with that title. <clears throat> there's True Identity, Defenseless. The, th- uh, the third Ch- uh, Chucky movie, Child's Play 3. The worst Chucky movie out of that trilogy. <laughs> Isn't that the one where like they, he goes to like uh, like a Boy Scout camp or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then there's like this kid that sees like Chucky through a grenade and everyone's arguing with each other. Yeah, yeah. And no one saw it, so he <laughs> so, had to go and jump on the grenade. So stupid, and I'm man. like, fuck, they just killed a kid. Speaking of Chucky, like... Uh, I just seen a trailer for yeah. like a Chucky series, yeah, a mini gonna, series. It's going to be on Check This Out. I got that covered. Uh, and then there's Dead Again, which I don't know what that is. But yeah. Does any of these stuff ring a bell for you, by the way? Nuh-uh. Not a really? Single, not a single movie in this 30-year, uh, what's the name I knew of, except for Child's Play 3. I've seen Child's Play 3. I remember <clears> watching that back on TV when it was like a long time ago. I saw Bingo, Return to the It's Blue always Blue. funny how the further we get back, the more I start knowing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that shit's older than me. Like, <laughs> Were you even born yet? No, I wasn't oh, born yet. Fine. I'm 28. We 30 years ago. I'm 28. <laughs> shit, I was alive. Say, so, Return to the Blue Lagoon. Is somewhere on that bookshelf, like the VHS copy of that movie. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, next we'll go ahead and move on to 35 years. And now now we're both in the same spot where I wasn't even born yet. So let's see. Uh, All right. 35 years ago, we have Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives, which is like two movies after the fact. Because I think Friday the 13th uh, 13th Part 4 was called The Final Chapter. And that's that was a lie. Yeah, it was far from final. <laughs> uh, Howard the Duck, which is like an atrocious movie, by the way. Like people like make fun of it. And nothing uncommon. A fine mess. The Transformers the movie. Now, what's, oh, that, that's the uh, the class. 80s. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. Uh, so it's kind of what's kind of fucked up about this movie is like, in case you don't know this, in like the first ten minutes of the movie, all of the Transformers die. Yeah, yeah, and they I just love they, that shit, bro. they killed off everyone, bro, I to love, make room for the new toys. Yeah, I mean it was some hoe ass shit because <laughs> it, it was some hoe ass shit only because they did it for for to sell the new toys and yeah. stuff. But in terms of for for a movie, it actually worked good because it's like. Like nothing, like you don't expect that. Yeah. That's one of the things. Like imagine you watch a movie and all the main characters die. You like what the fuck? Like you know what I'm saying? So like uh, it, it was cool that they did it. The reason why they did it was some hoe ass. Yeah, shit. exactly. But and it was like and it's scarring for like little kids. Kids want to like, go watch no, the movie. I'm not <laughs> That's some hoe ass shit, bro. <laughs> I got mad. Uh, one crazy summer. Don't know what that is. Classic, all-time classic movie, Stand By Me. Have you seen this movie? Yeah, yeah. Of course, Stand By Me. It's, what is it, uh, uh, back when Jerry O'Connell was a fat kid. Kid, yeah. <laughs> uh, we yeah. got uh, Corey Feldman. We got mm-hmm. uh, um, River Phoenix. River and Phoenix. Will Wheaton. R.I.P. Uh, the River. But yeah. yeah that, that was, that's a classic. Will Wheaton and everything. Yeah, man, they don't make movies like that like that anymore. No, nah, hell no. Nah. I, I, I think I had that movie on DVD. I don't know what happened to it, but uh, it would have been on that bookshelf. Um, Armed and Dangerous, The Fly. Is that the, is that the, uh, the, what's his name? Jeff Goldblum movie? Let me see here. The Fly, 1986. All right. 
Uh, let's see. Yes, it is the Jeff Goldblum movie. Damn, that movie. Damn, that movie turning 35. All right, Manhunter, uh, The Boy Who Could Fly. I've actually saw that movie back when I was a teenager when, when they just randomly aired it on HBO and on TV. <laughs> just randomly? It was just randomly. I was like, oh. And I didn't even know it was an older movie, by the way. But uh, the, literally, that's what the movie's about. It's about a boy who could fly. Oh, shit. So, like, this girl is just like... Um, sort of like uh, there's like there's this girl lives to next uh, next door to this this boy who's like they're both teenagers and he's autistic. But then he was she was noticing some strange shit and she's wondering can he fly? And so like the whole movie That's you're wondering great. like what the fuck can he fly? And like and at the very end of the movie he's motherfucking flying around like Superman just like <laughs> fucking like yeah like yeah. so that was the big payoff at the end where it's like oh my god he really can. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre two extremities born again and bullies. So yeah, surprisingly, I've seen a I've seen enough of these movies actually, uh, even before my time. And the only movie that I, I can tell you right now, the next one for the final one for 40 years ago, an American Werewolf in London. And That's a I classic. Have, it's an all-time classic movie. Never seen it. You never seen it? Never seen it. Bro, like that shit used to play on TV so much. Like <laughs> I used to get sick of seeing the movie, and I liked the movie. It, it played on TV all the time, bro. Like like that's one of those cable. Exclusive that's, that everyone get, even yeah. though it's exclusive. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. how I seen it on TV. Just, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, but yeah, I don't know how you never seen that, man. What a good movie too. It doesn't hold up in terms of the the aesthetic. I mean, like the way it looks. You know, it doesn't hold up. Kind of like how people look back at Star Wars, yeah, like, and New Hope, and be like, ah, oh, shit, look kind of. But as a movie, it worked well. Damn. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, that's. That's the those are the anniversaries there. Overall, like I, I, I don't feel like it's like this. It's not the strongest. No, month. I feel strongest. like last month was the strongest. Oh no, yeah, last month was way stronger. It was banger at the banger. banger. Yeah, yeah, like, this one was like, uh, you know, yeah, and maybe like, like four decades. It might have maybe like two decades. I ain't see a single movie. Like, <laughs> you know. But like overall, like I think this is like the funnest I've actually had reading this list. Yeah, because like, it's period. a lot of comedies yeah. and bad movies, and bad <laughs> movies are just as funny as comedies. <laughs> All right, we'll go ahead and move on to impressions. So I saw a couple of movies. I saw Old, which was the M Night Shyamalan the M. Night movie. movie yeah. Did you watch it, by any chance? No, nah, I didn't see it. Fuck. No, oh I my didn't god! See it. I know, I'm, I know, it's M Night, so it's some kind of twist going on, like in the movie. Surprisingly, not really. Kinda, but no. I would say it's not, but. Uh, I would say this. I, I am a little like appalled by M Night's direction. <laughs> like I'm gonna tell you this right now. Damn, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this right now. Okay. So there's some very bad dialogue, and I'm pretty sure he wrote the script. I'm pretty sure he wrote the script. But he says he makes these actors say stuff that real people won't say. Like, hi, I'm a doctor, and like, this is so like, like, just oh, introducing, like, oh, this is my wife, and she has nothing. Like the way, yeah, the way these characters are like speaking, uh, like a little kid wrote the script yeah. type shit. Yeah, I yeah, mean, okay. that, that doesn't so, surprise me, man. So terrible dialogue, and the actors aren't really doing any justice either. The actors are doing not. Not doing a good and job. And that's either. crazy because they got some solid actors in this movie. Like, yeah. like that shit's crazy. So one of the actors was uh, uh one of the actors was in Lost and he did a better job in Lost than he did in this movie. And like what's really crazy is uh, you know, he you if you didn't if you'd never seen Lost before, you would think that this guy doesn't know how to act. <laughs> 
That just means like, like usually when you see that when someone, damn, this person's so good in this and they're bad in this, the director's not doing his job by getting the best performance out the actor. He probably just and then when the script is bad, it's even harder for the actors because it's not real. It doesn't like if you gotta say something that you wouldn't normally say, it's hard for an actor to deliver the yeah. dialogue. You know, yeah. so yeah. So then what ended up happening was there were a couple of times that the movie I was taken out of the movie because I thought to myself. This feels like they're they're filming a rehearsal. This feels like they're doing their first take and like you know just like all right we're good we're moving on like what I, like it does, I, it, that's how it feels like yeah it, that's one of the reasons why you know because I was about to see old uh, but old and still water was playing at the same around the same time and I was thinking like okay you got M Night Shyamalan who's who's a terrible director and then you got the director that did. Um, that won the Oscar for the uh, uh, what movie was that? Fuck, whatever. You got an Academy Award winning Oscar, right? Yeah. For winning Best Picture, and I was like, hmm, should I go see an M Night Shyamalan piece of garbage, <laughs> or should I go see Tom, Tom McCarthy? Yeah, Tom McCarthy, right? Or should I go see a, a damn good ass movie? You know, and that's how I end up seeing Stillwater, but. M. Night Shyamalan, I, I'm, you know, this dude is amazing because he can make, somehow, someone's giving him money to make bad movie after bad movie. He's self-financing them. That's why. He's self-financing? Mm -hmm. well, I mean, but damn, all his movies are bombing. So how is... They're not, uh, actually. They're not. They're not uh, actually, no, yeah, I take that back because he's been on a recent roll. Split and like... Oh, but I'm uh, talking before that. I'm and, talking before that. He All his movies was bombing. Yeah, before Before that. he went on that little run, like, I like The Visit. I actually liked that one. Yeah, I, I was like, too. damn. And I liked Split. Yeah. Split was his best movie in years. Maybe since... Uh, maybe since... I'm trying to think. What was his last good movie? Lady in the Water wasn't even good. Uh, what was the movie before that? Oh, um, the superhero movie he did uh, with Bruce Willis. That that was probably was his it Unbreakable? Or you Unbreakable, about? Yeah. yeah. Unbreakable was a masterpiece. So yeah, uh, so we got here. Uh, so we got Unbreakable, Signs, The Village, Lady in the Water, The Happening, oh The Last God. Airbender, oh After Earth. Look at these. Listen, these three right here bomb terrible. <laughs> After Earth, Last Airbender happening. And, and, and that's why I say the dude is amazing because usually in Hollywood, when you have a boatload, like when you have consecutive bombs, it's harder to make get movies made in Hollywood. Yeah. Like it's just, and so the fact that he could just make a bad movie that bomb, and not only are they bombing, they're bad. Like you have some movies that bomb, but they're really good. So people have faith in you again. Like, okay, he can make a good movie at least, you know, but he's making bad movies and they're bombing. And like, uh, but as of late though, it makes sense. He's been making, you know. So after when, uh, so after After Earth bombed, then he started. He did the visit, and that was self financed. So he's been making smaller indie movies, like yeah. the it's thing. Glass might be the most expensive movie he's made in this in this late and since after yeah. since it, after. It wouldn't surprise me if Glass wasn't was like, self financed because I that, think uh, it was a bigger budget. Yeah, it was a bigger budget. It was like 80, 80 million, which yeah. is like still small for like a big movie. But you know, so what I'm saying is like overall, like he's been doing these smaller movies like that are like under twenty million in budget, and yeah. so that's why he's able to get like uh they're financially successful because the the they're risk small. is small yeah. yeah um and so but going back to what i was uh, talking about my impressions for like old is like i just i led with all the bad stuff by the way there's actually a lot of good stuff in this movie there's a the movie actually hits hard especially the ending it's it's sort of i'm sort of in this part in this part i guess because like, i'm like you know how like soul like the older you are the more you appreciate it you know like yeah. 
with Soul, uh, I think with this movie, it's sort of like, it sort of has like this theme of like aging and like, you know, yeah. getting old. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, the characters are getting old, but there's like, there's, there's like this uh, beautiful like moment that happens at the end, towards the end of the movie that is just sort of like, you know, it just sort of hits you. And I just, I feel like it's a very good, like, uh, like a uh, poem to like, you know, the aging process and kids and like, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's, it's really hard to explain without spoiling what yeah, I, what, yeah. I, what happened. Yeah. So I don't want to spoil the movie, yeah. but overall, like I thought it was very beautiful and I think that they, there was a lot of shaky stuff about it, but it stuck the landing. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would say like, uh, so I wouldn't say it's like a, like an eight or a nine or a 10 or anything like that. Like those are like, like, I would say it's like a, it's like the best seven that could possibly ever set like it's it's got it's got like these uh these ideas that you know with better dialogue and better acting better direction like well actually i don't blame the actors actually but with just something just a little tweaks it could be like you know a masterpiece Mm. but like uh i'm glad they you know m i did his thing you know he i saw some behind the scenes stuff apparently they were dealing with a hurricane that, that that's probably why they had to rush certain things wow, yeah. um you know uh he was talking about like the aging process and how he's getting older and he has his he, his daughter is like a was like a second uh second unit director for this movie so that's the first time he's ever working that's with cool. his daughter that's, that's so like cool. there's stuff about it that's very, i always respect stuff yeah. like that like you putting your your family on yeah. you know that's cool. yeah so there's like there's stuff in there that's beautiful like yeah. i'm not gonna say it like that but like just uh, I don't know. It's it's really hard to say, but like overall, like the bad stuff doesn't. It's not outweighed. I think the good stuff outweighs the the bad. Mm-mm. So I just want to say, as far as like a review goes, it's it's. I would say I would recommend it just in general. Okay. I would say yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so let's. I'll go ahead and kick it off to you. You say you watch Stillwater, so let's go yeah. ahead and ha- talk talk. T- uh, tell me about it. Uh, Stillwater, man, it was uh good. It, it was really good. It wasn't um anything to go jump and go crazy about like it wasn't like this great masterpiece but it, it was a good mystery you know what i'm saying it was i did, and i, I might have seen the trailer but i don't remember it so a lot of stuff like it was felt like a surprise a lot of like you know uh twists and turns in the movie it's one of these movies that's hard to talk about because like one thing happens in the in the middle of the movie that can spoil the whole entire movie oh, it's okay. not one of these things where like the end reveals it all, right? You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of like a tiptoe thing, but but it was really good. It was very well directed. It was just one of those movies that, you know, if you miss it, you miss it. If you catch it, you'll have a good time. Okay. Uh, Matt Damon was was fantastic in the movie, though. That's one thing. Matt Damon was really good. He makes the movie? Huh? He makes the movie? Yeah, he makes the movie. Like, it, it, like I think if he wasn't as good in the movie, it would have just been subpar. But because so much of the movie is evolved around him and him trying to... It revolved around him and him trying to do a certain thing through this to, through this movie and find a certain something someone um, like his performance needs to captivate you yeah. and and he delivers on that and so uh, Matt Matt Damon he really brought it or whatever um, I think the ending is gonna hold it, up for a lot of do people. you think Matt Damon will be in like the shortlist for for no, Oscar no, ah. no not not like not because he wasn't that good but because a is so early in the uh. year. And we got bangers coming. This is going to be one of the best years in a while. Like, uh, like we got a lot of fantastic movies coming. And it's great because it's almost like 
some like the COVID movies are all flooding in this year. Like the movies that was <laughs> two years worth from, of Oscars. Yeah, yeah, it's like that's what's happening. So I, I highly doubt it with all these great movies coming and this being so early in the year, the Oscars tend to forget about movies uh, around this time. But he still was great. And he has another movie coming out that he could get an Oscar for. So who knows? There you go. But yeah, it was a good movie. So like so it gets was it do you feel like just based off of what I was talking about from old do you feel like it's a stronger recommendation for Stillwater over Oh yeah I I I think it's a stronger recommendation based off what you were saying it's yeah. a stronger recommendation because this it was it was good dialogue uh good surprises good acting good pacing good pacing yeah. yeah it's not gonna so it's basically strong on all on, on more fronts. You basically. might you might wanna it might you might find old more interesting because this movie is more of like a slower paced type of movie when old is one of the you know the M night you know um, thinking like thinking yeah. movies yeah. and you know not necessarily well usually he had twists I don't know like you said this might have a twist but something like that in the in that it's realm. A twist light twist, yeah, yeah twist light yeah, yeah so you know you might want to see something like that this is more. This is a movie that's like if you're in the movies, you're like, yeah. you know, so it's not for everyone. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. And uh, the other thing that I watched this movie uh, this week, as far as or as far as movies goes, was The Boy Behind the Door. Now, Troy, we had a trailer reaction yeah. earlier in the podcast. Yeah. Do you remember the, what the movie was yeah, about? Yeah, about like the kid. Wasn't it? Uh, was that the one about the kids? Yeah. And then uh, like one of them got left at yeah. the house or whatever. Yeah. Man, I want that, right. that movie is out. Yeah. Fuck, so I, I see that. I should have I should have covered it during new releases on two weeks ago. But I did. I forgot. But I'll. I will. Well, I will read you the synopsis at the end of the show at, uh, for new releases as well. I, I'll make it up to you guys. But as far as impressions goes, uh, the trailer. Not gonna say the trailer gave away almost everything, but like the trailer gave, gave away a, a good chunk of it. Also, I was wrong. I uh, I said in our in our, our reaction to the trailer, I said, "Oh, they gave away the twist in the in the trailer." They didn't. Well, that's all that matters. Because yeah. movies like this, it, it, it really, the twist is everything. Yeah. So it's like, if they didn't give away the twist, they didn't give too much. I mean, even so, though we might know pretty much the... As a matter of fact, I predicted a completely different thing. I actually, really? I, I, completely, I, I predicted a twist that was, I even thought they were foreshadowing within the movie. Because like, there was like this little, little symbol thing that happened like early on, and then they brought it back, and I'm like, oh my god, my twist is going to be right. I was, I was already yeah. like thinking to myself, like, I'm so... And then they were like, nope. It was like completely oh, like... That's like, cool. That's so cool. I, they did not give away anything in the trailer, so I'm very happy with that as far as like what I thought where they were going to pull the rug from underneath, underneath us. Uh, so instead, they gave away the twist midway through the movie, and I was actually like kind of surprised by it. I was like, holy fuck, you know, like... Um, so... Overall, I was that the 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 movie. You have to watch this movie at night. Like you have to watch this. Like like you need to watch it alone, so that way no one's talking. You need to shut the fuck up. Was it good? Watch, yes, like, it was, was good. It really good. It was intense, I'm and it was a cat it. and mouse game because all right, the trailer. I'm gonna give you guys to tell you guys what happened in the trailer, so that way it's not really spoilers. But if you've already seen the trailer, you already know what I'm gonna talk about. So the uh, the movie opens with them being kidnapped. And then, uh, so, like, he's already kidnapped. They're in the trunk of the car. And then, boom, they're, like, you know, they do a cutaway where it's, like, six hours earlier. And yeah. then you see them get kidnapped. Uh, you see them become be friends and all that kind of stuff and talking to each other. And then character development, yada, yada, yada. So they get kidnapped. And so what ended up happening was, uh, so it was like there's the black kid and then there's the white kid. The white kid gets taken out of the trunk and just gets hauled, hauled off into the house. 
closes the trunk and leaves the black kid in there. And so the black kid is just like, you know, struggling. He's, he's tied up. He's, he's duct tape. And he gets, he, make, he gets out of it and busts the trunk open. And so when he was going to take off to go running for freedom, he hears his friend in the house. So he goes back into the house into danger. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, yeah. that's a real one yeah, right there. That's a, that's a good premise, too. Yeah, that's the real one. But I'm going to tell you this right now. The movie pissed me off. And, and uh, they're like... Okay, the movie was really good. I, I say, I'm gonna say, positive movie. Go watch it. All that stuff. Well, actually, I take that back. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna caveat the recommendation uh, just because this movie is exclusive to a streaming service. What streaming service? It's called Shutter. That's what it's on. Yeah. No wonder. That <laughs> <laughs> made me sneeze. No wonder. Uh, <laughs> I didn't hear about it. Like it's just exclusive. I thought it was like coming in theaters. Or nope. Shit. No theaters. No nothing. So. I, I would say go watch I never it. Even heard, what is Shutter? Oh, it's a it's a streaming service for only horror movies. Oh, I did. I heard, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. So the reason why I was gonna say rec- I would recommend watching it in a vacuum, like going to the movies, but I don't know if I would recommend wa- paying uh, to subscribing to a streaming service for just one movie. For one movie, yeah, yeah. So that, that's I mean, unless you could do that, unless they got some kind of free, week like week long trial or yeah, something like something that for like free, two week trial yeah. or something. They get the hell out of there. But. Yeah. So, but anyways, so that being said, okay. But overall, it's positive. Like I'm gonna say this right now. But the thing that really pissed me off about the movie is you know how like whenever like there's always like a I'm not gonna say what I'm thinking. I want to give you guys an analogy. You know how whenever you watch like movies back in the day. And like, you know, the horror, the killer is chasing after them with a knife and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, da, da, da. yeah. And you know how, like, instead of like the, the characters going out the front door, they go up the stairs. Yeah, they do something they stupid. They do something stupid. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of that. There's some of that. There's yeah. some, there's some, there's some of that. But yeah. also he's like a 13 year old kid. So you sort of have to like give him a pass. pass yeah. Uh, but basically there was something, there were multiple times that were, I wanted him to do something which I would do in that scenario. So did but you they did, do, it. do you got the streaming service? How'd you see it? Oh, I went to a friend's house. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't, uh, I didn't. I had to go to his house to go watch it. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> but you know, that being said, uh, I, I I enjoyed it. It's a fun, it's a fun time. It's a good horror movie. It's very tense and it's just it's very by the numbers. Um, there's like a little twist in the middle and uh, and it's sort of like you know it's 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 kind of good. Yeah, I'll, cool. I'll, cool. I'll leave it that's, at that. That's pretty much what I expected. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to go. I'm going to have to check that one out. Yeah. All right. And next, Spice. The Bad Batch 14 just happened this past Friday. I don't know what happened because I haven't seen it. But episode 13, I just sort of want to, like, talk about it real quick in the sense that, you know, I've been giving nothing but positive, uh, positive vibes on this. Yeah. By the way, you know how I was saying, like, it's been, like, good and bad, good and bad? Yeah, it stopped it's that. Been, it stopped. It's yeah, been good. It's been good, yeah. So, like, in my memory of everything, if I were to take about all 13 episodes... I would even say bump bump all of them to good. Yeah. Like yeah. strong. Yeah. So that being said, going back to what happened in episode 13, man, they were okay, there was this gangster, like he was a, he was trying to be a drug lord. And I'm really? like, fuck. That's like, they dope. Were, but that's they were like, a- he was just came in there, he wrecked, he like took over this place. He's like, this is my spot now. And like Damn. and he's a gangster. And I'm like, and the uh, it was kind of funny, isn't it what Poe Dameron did uh, when back in we was before he was like an uh, um Back before he joined the uh, the, the, the war, uh, the uh, he resistance. Was a, he, yeah. Before he was a, before he was a part of the resistance, they yeah. said in episode nine that he was a spice runner. Oh yeah, Do you know yeah, what yeah. you know what spice is in the in the Star Wars galaxy? Nah, it's like drugs. drugs. Oh yeah. So he was a drug smuggler <laughs> back then. So what happened was, so they have a way of like doing drug shit yeah. and like cartel shit. 
in Star Wars. In Star Wars, but they call it Spice. That's cool. I always wanted like a drug yeah, uh, Star Wars movie or yeah. like a drug like dealer like a, Star yeah. Wars movie or gangster, yeah. or a gangster Star Wars yeah. movie like so this with guy's, Jabba or something. So this guy's a gangster and he comes from a family of gangsters and he wants to impress his parents. So he's trying to like take over this turf. And so he's <laughs> got crazy. so he's got spice that he's going to be delivering to this, and then the the the, the, the bad batch messes it up and steals the spice yeah. from them, yeah. and he fucks it all up. And so what ends up happening was after like the the bad batch is forced into like delivering the spice to the to the people, the people were like, "You disrespected us and all this other stuff, and you're going to pay the price." And they made you think that he's going to kill the guy, the drug guy. Yeah. So this guy, he's he's got these two horns on his on his uh, in his forehead, and so they put him on this head on this fucking pike. They got this blade, this fucking knife, and they just chop like boom, and you hear it, and then uh, and then they cut away. They you only hear like the thud, and then you see uh, what's her name? Echo? Not is it? What's her name? The girl, the the fucking girl's name. I can't remember her name, but yeah. she's Echo, like, is, is it Echo? I think it's Echo. I something like that. Anyways, so the girls, the girl is just like you know looking away, and you see her like do the shot. They really tried to do some gangster movie shit. And I was like, I for a for a split second, I thought Star Wars went there. Yeah, that. I thought, but they didn't. So instead, they chopped his horn off. Uh, and they like they took but his that's horn. like cause, like that shit painful. <laughs> yeah. That's a part of his head. Yeah. Like, you know, what he was like, ah, oh, like his own shit. I was like, bro. that shit crazy. And I was like, that was some gangster shit right there. <laughs> the Bad Batch, man, go watch that show, man. Fuck. Yeah, that's crazy. So, um, uh, yeah, that, I just wanted to just say it's a spoil. It's a it's a spoiler. I, yeah, it is a spoiler actually, because they didn't. That was a fake out. But I just want to say. Bad Batch be on some hard shit right there, man. <laughs> you need to catch the fuck up, man. Yeah, yeah. I stopped watching it. I ain't gonna lie, but yeah, I might have to check it out. And then, so, and this is a public service announcement. Uh, episode 16 is the final episode in the season. So, I only have three more episodes to watch. 14, 15, and 16. 14 oh, really? Already it's out. only 16? I thought yeah. they was on a 20 or some shit. So, 16 is gonna be the season finale. So, yeah, man. It's getting... I hope it gets there pretty soon. But right now, uh, yeah. I think that's gonna be it for uh, for impressions here. Did you watch anything else that unless uh, you know? No, that's it. That's Still it. Still water. Yeah. Still water. All right. We'll go ahead and move on to the news. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. So for the news, I actually had to cut it down because there was two, we have two weeks worth of news to cover, and so we're just sort of gonna like speed run it, <laughs> sorta. Uh, first up in the news is going to be. Let's continue. All right. So for the news, we have, let's see, there we go. All right. Disney fires back at Scarlett Johansson, calls Black Widow lawsuit sad and distressing. So for the uninitiated, uh, Scarlett Johansson, on her contract, she was supposed to, uh, it says on her contract that the Black Widow was going to be exclusive to theaters. And Disney never renegotiated, or from what it looks like, they never renegotiated a contract with the whole Disney Plus Premier Access thing. I don't know if you know about what happened with Warner Brothers, but with Warner Brothers, they paid Gal Gadot and uh, Patty Jenkins mm-hmm. as if the movie made a lot of money at the box office. So they, yeah. they basically pre-did her salary to yeah. do that. Yeah. So they did not do such things with Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney. And so now this is sort of like an update, updated article to like what happened. Uh, so it says here the Walt Disney clapped back at Black Widow star Scarlett Johansson, slamming the actress uh, breach of contract lawsuit for showing callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. 
In a court filing on Thursday, Johansson said Disney's decision to send the Marvel movie to Disney Plus at the same time it was released in theaters cost her millions of dollars in back-end compensation. Those bonuses were tied to hitting box office benchmarks that Black Widow likely won't achieve. Disney is countering that it compiled with the terms of Johansson's deal to star in the Avengers spinoff film. Quote, there is no merit whatsoever to this filing, Disney said in an unusually fiery statement. The lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its call-out disregard, in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged that yeah, we started that part already. Uh, the company went on to state that the star has already received $20 million for her work and argued that the release of Black Widow on Disney Plus with Premier Access has significantly enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation on top of the $20 million she has received to date. So when I read that sentence, does that mean that she's getting some money from all the $30 that people are paying for? No, no. Like, to me, that sounds like they're saying that the, the opportunity that she had being Black Widow in a blockbuster movie can get her more opportunities for either Disney or some other company. Like, basically, they're saying... She should be grateful that she got to be like that's like that's what they're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's, oh. that's basically what she's well, saying. Well, that's some ho shit. Then <laughs> Disney did not provide any information about whether or not Johansson's pact was renegotiated so that she could share in streaming rental revenue. Um, in March, Disney announced that Black Widow and several of its 2021 films, such as Cruella and Jungle Cruise, would premiere on the studio subscription-based streaming service at the same time they hit theaters. Those movies were made available for a $30 rental fee to Disney Plus subscribers. The studio positioned that the move as a concession to the damage COVID-19 has inflicted on the theatrical distribution landscape. On July 9th, Black Widow set a pandemic-era box office record with an $80 million opening in North America and it had earned an additional $78 million overseas and $60 million on Disney+. Plus. Despite those impressive numbers, ticket sales steeply declined in subsequent weeks, and the pick's gross currently stands at $319 million globally. Given that many, uh, many Marvel's mo- uh, movies top $1 billion at the worldwide box office, Black Widow is on pace to become one of the company's lowest grossing releases. Oh, that's fucked. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's no secret that Disney is releasing films like Black Widow directly onto Disney Plus to increase subscribers and thereby boost the company's stock price, and that it's hiding behind COVID-19 as a pretext to do so. Uh, John Berlinski, an attorney for Johansson, said in a statement to Variety, but ignoring the contracts of the artists responsible for their success of its films, its furtherance of this short-sighted strategy uh, violates their rights, and we look forward to proving as much in court. This will surely not be the last case of where Hollywood talent stands up to Disney and makes it clear that whatever the company may pretend, it has legal obligations to honor its contracts. As Berlinski suggests, Johansson's lawsuit could impact the way that movie stars are compensated in the streaming era and may inspire a wave of fresh legal actions by actors upset that their films are not exclusively debuting in theaters. So, speaking of which... Um, not in this article, but I didn't really pull up an article yet, but, uh, Emma Stone, uh, star of Cruella is also, uh, filing a lawsuit against Disney because of these, uh, similar yeah. situations. Yeah. So Troy, you hear all these news. What are you, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, 
it's not a good look for Disney to me, in my opinion. It's not a good look for Disney at all. They come off like some um, assholes uh, for a multitude of reasons. Uh, number one, the number one reason that they come off as some assholes, the thing that pissed me off kind of just after you saying this is that you don't, from a professional standpoint, you don't expose someone's salary. Like you don't, you don't do that. I don't care what point you're trying to make. I don't care how much they made or how much they didn't make. That's not your right to expose someone's salary. You know what I'm saying? If me and you working together and I don't know, just say you paying me a certain amount and you're mad at me, you don't expose, oh, well, Troy's making this much of money. That's not no one. That's not the world's business. You don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, to me, that was just a lowball move to try to say, look, she's making money, so don't think that she's, she's starving. Yeah, man. don't think. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, and it's like, no, 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 bro. That's not the point. That's not. Listen, when we when this is show, this is show business, not just show friends. Like we have, uh, we have in writing a contract. You can't just not honor your contract. It don't work like that. Right, like you said, with Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman, they had to renegotiate. If they decided, okay, they're gonna do something different and not go- follow through with the box office or how you know because of COVID, they're going a different HBO direction, a new strategy. Okay, we have to go back and the you know go renegotiate a bunch of deals we had with people before COVID. We don't just get to say, oh, we don't gotta do that. We don't gotta honor our deals because of COVID happened. And so you know, no, that's not how that works. You know, and and so if you just decide not to honor the deal and not to, at least to go to the and here's the thing, like. If they would have went back to the table to negotiate a deal, they probably could have said, "Look, let me just give you an extra five mil. I know you probably would have made more, but we, you know, we what we're going through right now, we're trying to. Who knows? But you're just saying, nah, fuck that, fuck that contract. She made twenty million. No, that's not <laughs> what that about. She's a producer in the movie. She's yeah. an actor, and you know, and that's the deal that she had. So that twenty million is 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 hers, and she had more. Y'all negotiated the deal. You don't just get to do that, and that's why a lot of people was mad at Warner Brothers. You don't can't just make a deal and because th- things happen. That's the part of life. You make a deal, I might go broke and, you know, a part of our deal was me to pay you something or something like that. I still have to, I'm obligated to still pay it. I don't get to just say, hey, the deal's off, bro. Like, I went broke. Like, that's not how that works. And a lot of this is, is greed from, like, Warner Brothers and Disney. It's greed because even if y'all put the movie out, like, y'all, y'all trying to, what they're trying to do is they're trying to use COVID-19 as an excuse to boost the screen streaming service. Yes. That's what they're trying to do. And that's why everyone from these actors and you got directors and different, everyone's pissed off at these studios because it's like, yes, COVID happened, but that, you know, we still had a deal. Don't affect, you know, my money. Y'all gonna be all right. Y'all big billionaire studios. COVID, that's gonna stop y'all from making you know, a couple of y'all movies might bomb for one year or so. And y'all, y'all are Disney. Y'all gonna go right back to making billions of dollars. Don't try <laughs> to take my money out of my pocket because y'all wanna, you know, uh, promote y'all streaming services. You know what I mean? So, Disney, they they look very bad because they're going to make a response trying to put her money, trying to out her, making her seem like, oh, she's ungrateful. She made 20 million, blah, blah, blah. No, that that you know that that doesn't look good for Disney. They they're coming off as the big Hollywood studios trying to overpower the actress. That's mm. what it seems like to me. And uh, it's just some whole ass shit. And it's like 
it won't it doesn't surprise me that you said Emma Stone also suing them because it's probably gonna be we're probably in the next couple of months which each movie come out we're probably gonna hear about more uh, lawsuits because you can't just not honor a contract it don't work like that. Former Hollywood Reporter editor Matt Baloney took uh, took to his exclusive newsletter what I'm hearing to report that Cruella star is currently considering a lawsuit of her own. Quote Emma Stone. Star of Cruella is said to be weighing her options. He wrote, uh, Bellani or Bellani also posed that Emily Blunt's name as a talent that could speak out after Jungle Cruise opens this weekend. He called Disney notoriously difficult to deal with in these circumstances, adding that fellow creatives have been waiting in the wings for someone in the spotlight to speak out. Uh, Bellani indicated that Johansson has an overwhelming amount of support from fellow artists and speculated that this issue won't be quieted. Disney's lawyers were quick to respond to the Oscar-nominated talent's actions with a contentious statement. The studio claims that they, they, un, they completely adhere to all stipulations in Johansson's contract. So, yeah, this, uh, that last part was from Screen Rant. It's regarding yeah. the uh, Emma Stone considering uh so she's considering suing disney as well so i would i definitely would it's kind of funny it's like you know uh I, why didn't she sue after when when this came out when Who? it came out in, in may because oh, yeah. this movie came out in may well yeah she probably she probably wanted to wait she probably didn't want to be the first person to for them headlines to read she was probably scared uh but, you know and yeah and, johansson is probably a bigger star she could probably take and, it and i and i think she probably what, won't be black, blacklisted and, or whatever. right exactly yeah. and that's why i think disney thought they could get away with this whole ass shit because they're the big corporation it's kind of scary for you to be one actor going up against disney right yeah the, the idea idea of that like it's the big corporation they thought they could just strong arm everyone they'll, they'll make sure you'll never work in this town again you know yeah, that kind of right shit. exactly and i think johansson was like no no fuck no i'm not doing that we're not gonna do all that you know what i mean and she's suing them she's standing Plus, she's already out as black widow anyway yeah so, and, I, and i think that's a big reason too some people's like well i guess scarlett johansson got one be black widow it's like she was already she died <laughs> in uh i mean i mean no spoiler spoiler warning but she wasn't she, she this was her last movie you yeah. know what i mean so so it don't really make any sense to worry about oh her coming black as Black Widow. The most she would have done is cameos. Yeah, she could become as a, back as a variant, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they good at bringing people back to life and shit. You know, vision, uh, yeah. everybody. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, just it's an interesting th- take there. I just um, it's. I, I will say that uh, uh, hats off to her being a class act. So she promoted Black Widow with the smile on her face and did all the interviews and made no. Uh, you would never. You would think by all the press junket, the press junket that she did when when promoting the movie, you would think that everything's fine and dandy. So she yeah. was really good at playing a putting a poker face, putting on a show for the camera, yeah. and being like, "Oh yeah, everything's good," you know. And that makes it even worse on Disney because they were so classless. Like she, <laughs> she was so she. You know what I mean. She was so professional, and then they first respond is like, "Oh, she made twenty million. You know, we put her in position to make plenty of money in the future." Like, what are you talking about? Like, you came off a straight up asshole. Yep. All right. We'll go ahead and move on to the next uh, the next topic here. Jungle Cruise flops. So this is uh, something more in tandem. Uh, we had two bad weekends. We didn't cover last weekend, but. Uh, uh, Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins flopped last weekend and old opened at number one by like $3 million difference. And then this one, Jungle Cruise docks with $34 million in theaters, $30 million on Disney+. Plus. 
I am genuinely surprised that Disney reported the Disney Plus numbers. Like, because yeah. like I thought there was gonna be a one and done with Black Widow. Well, I think what they, I think Disney strategy: any movie that's gonna have low box office scores, they're gonna try to show the the strength. The, yeah, the strength of the plus. You know what I mean? Because you notice they didn't like. Before, they didn't talk about Mulan. They, they didn't, didn't talk about none of that. Cruella, Cruella, none of that. Yeah. But like, so they look at damn thirty four million people gonna say bomb, bomb. Let's throw show this so it can be like sixty million. Yeah. But no, no, that's it's still a bomb. Trust me, because thirty million that is gonna be about the same. And then in the box office, that's not gonna continue. So sixty million sounds all right when you combine the two. But if sixty million, it's the same thing with Black Widow. Black Widow looked very solid at first, but it took that second and third week. That's what I had said on the podcast. It, a couple weeks ago, off a cliff. it takes the yes, and it's gonna fall off a cliff. That's why this is look looks very bad for them. Yeah. So as also not to mention, uh, Jungle Cruise two hundred million dollar budget. Yeah. Oh, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's there's no way it's making money back. And that's not even with the marketing. Yeah, that's so, not marketing. So oh probably about six hundred million to break even, I would say. Yeah, they're they're gonna um they're they're losing hundreds of millions. I mean, and listen, and here's the thing, like. I'm not. I'm not gonna say I'm happy that these movies are bombing and they're not making money, but it's like I just, for me, to me, it was just such a dumb idea. And it's the same thing with Warner Brothers to put these movies on the streaming service. You you putting these blockbuster movies on the streaming service and you using COVID as an excuse. That doesn't. That to me, it just wasn't smart. It, it was not smart. All the movies that were meant to be blockbusters that didn't need to come out on the streaming service, they did okay. So like with Fast and Furious, with uh, A Quiet Place, with um, uh, what was that? Uh, the Conjuring. You know what I'm saying? Well, The Conjuring did come out mm-hmm. on. Never mind. But yeah, so it's like. It, I, y'all should have had better faith, I feel like. But instead, it was such a, 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 a scary move to like put them on the streaming services. That 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 wasn't a good so idea. So what's interesting about the situation is like they are they are blaming blaming COVID, and I'll, we'll get into it here in a second. Here, the Disney film starring Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson debuted slightly ahead of expectations. Like what? No. How is that ahead of expectations? What? How? Ex- were they low to begin with? Were they thinking there was gonna be a twenty dollar million or well, twenty million? I, I think they're. I think because they're counting the fact that it did the the uh, Disney the, Plus, the Disney Plus. So they thinking like, oh, slightly because together it's yeah. sixty two million. Nah, nah, out. nah. I, the way I read this, this, this is like saying, oh, it opened higher than expected. That means that they were expecting twenty million. And yeah, then, just a low, way, Yeah, they probably had a low expectation. Slightly ahead of expectations, despite concerns that the Delta variant would keep family crowds at home. So that's an interesting thing here, and we're gonna get into the Delta variant here within like later later on in the show. Uh, so we're just gonna sort of put a pin in that. At the international box office, Jungle Cruise brought in a lackluster 27 million from 47 countries, uh, booing its worldwide box office haul to 61 million dollars for a movie that cost 200 million dollars to produce. Jungle Cruise did its uh, box office opening weekend would traditionally be a major disappointment, but the pandemic has upended the movie theater business, scrambling the rubric the rubric for success as the industry mounts a recovery. Today, the hall seems at least. Uh, the, today, the haul seems almost respectable, though it doesn't mean Jungle Cruise won't, will be profitable. At least it's not theatrical, um, at least not in its theatrical iteration. A film with, uh, with the price tag would typically have to generate at least $500 million globally to break even. 
However, Disney is hedging its bets when opening the film simultaneously on Disney Plus, the studio subscription streaming service, where it'll be made available to the subscribers for $30. The studio deployed the same strategy for the COVID-19 era releases like Cruella and Black Widow. Disney reported that on Sunday that Jungle Cruise earned $30 million globally on Disney Plus premiere access, which is half of what Black Widow made initially in its surcharge uh, revenue. Uh, with any movie being offered at home on the same day as its theatrical release, it's impossible to tell if the hybrid launch cannibalized ticket sales or enticed audiences who wouldn't have gone to the, see it in theaters regardless. So, anyways, what's interesting about this thing is like uh, they mentioned they mentioned in the story the Delta variant, and what I wanted to bring up is like the Delta variant. Uh, I've been seeing like these cases have been going up. The CDC, uh, when I was in Indianapolis, we got like a little uh, message on our phone and saying, "Hey." Um, for anyone who has who's who's vaccinated or not, put your masks on. So even people like me who are vaccinated, they're telling people like just to mask up and go back to like go back to social distancing. Basically, they're trying to sort of like yeah. roll things back. And so what I, uh, the reason why I was bringing that up is like Disney is trying. I don't know if Disney is like rightfully so or not, but they're sort of trying to scapegoat and say, oh, COVID's the reason why we flopped. Yeah. No. Do you think that's a fair assessment? No, hell no, it's not. For a multitude of reasons. Number one, like, listen, here's the thing: that if COVID, if y'all, y'all were just acting like a week ago or two weeks ago that uh, Black, Black Widow did good, yeah, yeah. and like y'all were like, oh, listen, blah blah blah, you can't just jump two weeks later and like, oh, listen, it's COVID. Cut it out. <laughs> Cut it out, because we have too many successful movies right around this or uh, situation. Right around this area where they're still being successful, you know what I'm saying? So, COVID, listen, if people want to see a movie very bad, you think COVID is going to stop them from seeing a movie? Like, if anything, the Disney Plus numbers should have been like 90 million or something. Exactly. Like that. And here's the thing yeah. Th- that's another thing I was going to mention. If it's COVID, why ain't nobody Disney buying it at Disney home? Plus? Yeah. yeah, cut it out, man. That, like, yeah, y'all or at least it. match Disney or last Black Widow, at least match Black Widow. And I honestly think. This movie would have been a bomb if it wasn't no COVID. Like it just didn't look good. It didn't seem. It wasn't catching people. I didn't hear no buzz around Jungle Cruise. I think you know because they had trailers before before COVID. Too. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, and I felt like the trailers wasn't good. I just don't, I think this was gonna be one of those bombs regardless. But I think you know the the whole Disney Plus thing didn't help the movie out when they're trying to use COVID as a reason why this movie bombed. No, it, it's the, the idea is a bad idea. The, the idea of movies co- going to um, Disney Plus is a bad idea, and Black Widow proved it, because that's a hit. That movie is a hit. If it was in theaters, it would have been a hit if it only was in theaters. And and you saying that the numbers aren't too good for that. Yeah. Uh, so it's apparently Jungle Cruise received mixed reviews from critics and secured an A-minus cinema score. So people that did go watch the movie actually liked it, so that's interesting. Uh, but anyways, yeah, we'll go ahead and move on from that here. And... Um, yeah, that just kind of sucks for them. Uh, but Dwayne Johnson, he's a superstar. He'll he'll survive. He'll be all right. Uh, and also Disney will be all right, too. <laughs> all right. We'll go ahead and move on to the next story. And it says here, WB reported, reportedly considering replacement replacing Amber Heard in Aquaman 2. Wait, what? No, this ain't the story that I'm... All right. I'm going to go we ahead. We got and, this covered. I don't trust we got this covered. Let me, let me pull up a different story here. So I'm going to just go ahead and... Uh, you know what? I'm just going to sort of TLDR it here. Um, but basically the story that I wanted to pull up here, uh, was basically, um, it's a story about how Amber Heard was never considered, uh, to be fired from, um, 
she was never considered to be fired from from uh, from Aquaman, despite fan campaigning. So, mm. uh, so let's see here. So yeah, basically, uh, this is a long story short, WB or Jason Momoa, like the producers, like everyone's siding with Amber Heard, uh, despite uh, you know those audio tape leaks or whatever uh, that Johnny Depp put out there, and. Um, so yeah, that's basically the story. I don't really know what much more to consider, but basically there was an interview, one of the producers at Aquaman saying, oh yeah, we were, that was never an option. We were, that was never on the table. So just n- sort of knowing what you know about the Amber Heard, John, Johnny Depp situation, mm-hmm. do you feel like that was a, a correct statement yeah, to make? I think so, because it's like, uh, first of all, that's, that's what I like to hear in general, because we in cancel culture so much. It's like people get canceled before they even get proven guilty these days. It's like, and but also, like, I like that because I felt like, you know, uh, Amber Heard, she wasn't proven to be, you know, uh, lying on Johnny Depp yet. You know what I'm saying? She's not proven to be lying about the, uh, uh, allegations that she put up against him, you know, about her, the abuse and all that stuff. So why would they fire her? Why? Cause it's controversy around her. If they did that, that'd be disloyal in my opinion, because people go through things where they, you know, what happens if she, if she gets assaulted and she has to, uh, file a, a complaint against that, oh, fire her, that, they would have been wrong. And I think that's the right thing to do to, t- like, clear up any kind of rumors that, oh, she was going to be replaced because of the drama. No, she hasn't been found guilty. She hasn't, there's not anything pointing to the fact that she's lying yet, by the way. Now, I'm not saying, but I'm saying as of now, there's nothing pointing to the fact that she's lying. She hasn't been proven guilty. And actually, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Johnny Depp might have been you know, it might have been some things about Johnny Depp that might have been proven that he is looking like more like it's true about what Amber Heard said. So, I don't know. I think it was the right move. I, I hate cancel culture, so I'm glad they didn't do that to her. And so, she, she's so good in her role, too. So, it says in the article, uh, quote, I don't think we're ever going to react to Anna, react to uh, pure fan pressure. You got to do what we uh, what. You got to do what you feel is best for the movie. We felt that if James Wan and Jason Momoa, um, we felt that if it's James Wan and Jason Momoa, it should also be Amber Heard. Uh, that's really what and, it was. And, I, and I'm glad they said that too because so many people are so biased that every I bet you everyone that's a Johnny Depp fan that's saying, oh well, Johnny Depp's getting canceled, cancel Amber Heard. It's like that's not no like like uh, the people that's calling for Amber Heard to get canceled is probably Johnny Depp fans that feel like it needs to be fair since Johnny Depp is getting canceled, she should get canceled. No, Johnny Depp is the one that is getting accused, right? So it's a bit different. Amber Heard is the accuser. Why would she get canceled? No, because Johnny Depp is accusing her back. But yeah, but I'm saying like, but so I'm saying they're but, accusing each other. They're each, both pointing the finger at something. Right, but what I'm saying who initiated it and oh, her, her, her exactly so of course he's going to counter sue to try to protect his thing but it's the fact that she initiated it and you know and there's nothing to prove that she's wrong you can't uh, uh potentially cancel someone that is is a as a victim is a potentially a victim you know it's not right and so i feel like certain people feel like listen i don't mind you feeling like johnny depp shouldn't get canceled like i don't mind that so basically uh this comes from daily mail um that there was an exclusive that says that quote i can't promise i won't get physical again i get so mad i lose it so basically amber heard said to amber heard said to johnny depp that she admitted to hitting him uh so basically there was uh, the audio that says that amber heard admits to hitting johnny depp and so what happens is in this article it says that in 2019 depp alleged that heard amber heard abused him and that he filed a defamation lawsuit against heard 
So last year, Depp lost the suit. Um, in the uh, but there you go. Uh, he lost a suit against the British tabloid. Oh, okay, different lawsuit. So there was a British tabloid called the the Sun. They said, printed something. And De- and then Depp sued the British tabloid for defamation. Oh, he yeah. lost that suit. Okay. Um, uh, so basically, there's there's a lot of stuff that's all over the place. This story is like, very complicated, and I don't want to get into it. Uh, but basically, it's a he said, she said, literally. Yeah, I, I'm just going to point it down. My only thing is this. This is my from the Johnny Depp fans. I don't mind you feeling like Johnny Depp shouldn't be canceled because it goes both ways. It's not been proven that he's guilty, and it's not been proven proven that that she's guilty. guilty. I don't mind you saying that you don't feel like he should be canceled. But you can't be a hypocrite and be like, no, Johnny Depp shouldn't be canceled. Return to Johnny Depp. But then say, Amber Heard, she deserved to be canceled. You know that doesn't work like that. So for me, like I'm going to give you my opinion straight up. I think you have to do both things. Both have to be true. Either you cancel both of them, fire the both of their asses, or you keep both of them. So that means that Johnny Depp should have never been fired from uh, the, the Harry Potter movie, the Harry Fantastic Potter. Beasts. Fantastic Beasts and what yeah. a final. Yeah. So he should never have been fired from that. So that's not that's my opinion on that. It's like either if, if both things are not proven in the court of law and they're both pointing the fingers at you, you either believe them both or you don't believe either of them. Hmm. That's that's that. So uh, that's why. And, and, and it just feels like it feels like just because... He's a man, therefore he's the abuser. It's like, oh yeah, that's that's the reason why. But men get abused too. Yeah, that's so true. That's true. I just that's that's my 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 opinion on it is that both things are equally likely. So um, I think that I think with uh, with when it comes to like cancel culture and the speculation, it's always like, oh, the woman's the victim. I mean that, but the, the only the only thing that's wrong with that argument is that there's stuff that's it's it's. It's more stuff pointed to the fact that, like, and like you said, you don't want to get into it, and that's fine. But if if you do your own investigation, it's more stuff pointing to the fact that what she's saying, a lot of like the stuff that she's saying is true. Like it's it's you know um, from from in their case, that thing that's being brought up in the case. Uh, Depp losing that uh, counter suit, trying to suit a what's her name for supposedly trying to like lie on him or whatever. They lost that situation, meaning some of the stuff they were saying must have been accurate because they didn't get because you could get sued for defamation if you do that. If I just make up something about you, uh, you could sue me. But if it's it's printed, it's liable. So right, but the fact that he lost in court, he's a millionaire that lost in court. That must mean that the stuff they were saying was true. So it's it's little things that can you know um, point to the fact that that what he was saying i mean a lot of the stuff she's saying is true or not but that is a good point you know what i'm saying that that is a good point that you made but i just feel like personally don't you know what i'm saying be fair like you saying yeah. be fair but i, I just feel like you know it, there's things that point to her being true and it, i mean her being right but if if it's loyalty there stick to that loyalty yeah all right we'll go ahead and move on to the next story here uh the final story Netflix is thirsty for Christopher Nolan. What? Netflix films chief wants to release Christopher Nolan's next movie. So let me go ahead and bring up the article. There we go. Hey, he's an he's an incredible filmmaker. I'm going to do everything I can. So Netflix film chief Scott Stuber wants to work with Christopher Nolan to distribute his future movies. According to Variety, uh, Netflix's recent deal with Steven Spielberg production company Amblin, which we reported on, has given Stuber hope that he might be able to lure Christopher Nolan to release his next movie on the streaming platform, even though Nolan has always been a strong advocate for the big screen theatrical experience. Stuber says he'll do everything he can to change that. So, quote, 
if and when Nolan comes up with this new movie, it's about how can we be at home for it? And what would we be, uh, need to do to make that happen? Stuber said on the prospect of teaming up with Nolan, quote, he's an incredible filmmaker. I'm going to do everything I can. In this business, I've learned that you need to have zero ego. I get punched and knocked down and get back up. Uh, Spielberg officially answered in the streaming wars in June when Netflix announced that it re uh, reached a deal with Amblin that will see the company produce at least two films a year for its library for an unspecified amount of years. While most of these projects will only be produced by Spielberg, it is possible that the movies will be directed by him and will land on the streamer. Prior to this partnership, Spielberg had voiced opinions on the difference between streaming and theatrical releases, sharing his belief that original movies produced for streaming platforms should not be eligible for Oscar competition. Spielberg later clarified that he did not attempt to prevent Netflix from winning Oscars at the year's ceremony. Nolan reinforced his distaste for streaming films last year when he voiced his concerns over Warner Brothers' decision to move his entire 2021 film slate to HBO Max. He said the studio didn't understand what they were losing by dismantling their traditional release model in favor of moving to HBO Max, which he described as the worst streaming service. <laughs> so, by the way, separate side note, uh, Inception is on Netflix right now. So, there you go. Anyways, go ahead. Go for it. Uh, they're not getting Nolan. They're not. They, they <laughs> can get it. They can get that up. They're not getting Nolan. Well, here's the thing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, put it to you this way. Netflix offering a, a lot of money. He's like, here's here's two hundred million dollars. Make whatever you want. We're not gonna give you any studio. He notes. already has that. He's been having that his whole career. And then okay, but here we go. If you want the big screen, we'll give you. We'll get, we'll we'll release your movie in theaters exclusively for forty five days before coming coming to Netflix. No, see, this is what people gotta understand. With Nolan, it's not about his movie being in theaters. It's three things. Number one, he wants his movies in theaters the full three months. The 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 traditional way of doing it. Nolan is a purist a purist yeah. he's not like like you know because a lot of these movies but that's what a lot of people realize it's a lot of movies that's been going to theaters that netflix anytime netflix has a good movie or like a big the, movie like the zombie movie with uh zach snyder yeah, came out of theaters theaters yeah. yeah they've been doing that but yeah. that's not nolan's the irishman the, the irishman a lot of yes yeah. uh, it's been doing it but that's not nolan's problem with them that they don't release movies in theaters okay he's he saying this nero three-week thing no 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 his movies be in theaters for like three months and then he likes that and he, he don't like the idea of once they out of theaters they go straight to a streaming service he likes the blu-ray like that's what i mean about him being a purist so yes they can say yeah we'll put your movies in theaters for 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 45 days well, why the hell would i do that i want my shit in for 90 days well we'll give you uh you can make whatever you want i can already make whatever I want. well we'll give you a boatload of money i already got a boatload of money so his that's why i'm saying they can't get him because there's nothing they can offer him that <laughs> a stupid what can offer him, and he would prefer to do that. You honestly, so. honestly, if they fact that they got Amblin, I'm only Amblin Entertainment, a Steven oh. Spielberg's uh, production company. The fact that they signed a deal with Amblin, I would say that no, that has nothing to do. With I would say there's. Money Zero talks, chance. money nah, talks, bullshit Zero. walks. Nah, what well, money talks only if you don't have it. Nolan is the richest director on planet Earth. Do you realize that? Yeah. He's the richest director. Like you can't. It's not like offering some good director a boatloader. It's not like offering Ryan Johnson a lot of money. Like, hey man, we give you all this money. Ryan Johnson, Knives out too, bitches. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like Ryan Johnson <laughs> ain't on Nolan's level. Nolan, yeah. like, dude, what can you offer me that Warner Brother won't just dump a big load of money in my backyard? 
are? Like, what would you offer me that they can't? Like, he's a, you know, Nolan with Tenet, he has an unheard of deal with, with Tenet, with, with Warner Brothers, where he gets a percentage of the box office. Like, he, that's unheard of, like a, like a high percentage. I don't remember the exact, what's the name, but he gets a percentage of the box office plus his purse, whatever. That's like on some, what, what uh, Scarlett Johansson and them problem that they have. Yeah. That's what he got for Tenet. And plus what already he's already the highest paid director. So imagine you being the highest paid director just from your flat fee, but then you having a percentage of whatever movie you do, which is his movies does huge in the box office, not tenant of course, mm -hmm. but his movies do huge in the box office. Like, why would I go to Netflix and my shit gotta I, what about my Blu-ray release? What about my you know, what about like the stuff I'm cut, what about my full 90 day run in theaters? Netflix ain't go can't offer that. He's not going to Netflix, I guarantee it. And Damn. not only not only that, he spoke on the record as how he hates Netflix. So it's not <laughs> even a thing where it's like, oh, I ain't got a problem with Netflix. I just would never do it. I don't think no, it's like I despise you. Like that's the enemy. Like that would be him going to the enemy. He's not going to Netflix, trust me. All right. We'll see, we'll see. We'll keep it up. We'll definitely I'll I'll definitely update you guys if there's ever any uh developments in this story, as I always do. We'll go ahead, and uh, I think that was it for the top news, so we'll go ahead and move on to the extra news. And there are 13 items on the list, a.k.a. a baker's dozen. All right, so extra news. Number one, Sweet Tooth is renewed, renewed for season two. Number two, Tom Hanks to appear in the next Wes Anderson film. Oh, yeah, also, by the way, because it's been two weeks worth of uh, stuff building up, these extra news are going to be bangers. Number three, Sylvester Stallone teases Expendable 4. Expendables 4. I should have re retyped that. Number four, J.K. Simmons is back as Commissioner Gordon in Batgirl. Number five, Hawkeye is debuting on November 24th on Disney+. Plus. Number five. I'm sorry. Number six, Rosario Dawson hints that Aladdin star Mena Masood is Ezra and Lars Mikkelsen is Thrawn. Number seven, Clifford the Big Red Dog has been delayed indefinitely due to the Delta variant. Damn. So they are straight up said it's the Delta variant's fault that we're pulling it. Yeah. It was supposed to come out next month in September. It's, it's, it's pulled out of the release calendar. It doesn't have a release date. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Uh, people are already predicting that more, more, more uh, delays yeah, will come. Yeah, I heard about that. So... Uh, maybe uh, maybe Shang Chi doesn't come out. You know, maybe Eternals I, I doesn't come I out. I don't really believe it, but yeah, it, it's definitely a real possibility. Uh, next up, David Ayer slams the studio cut of Suicide Squad and praises James Gunn's new movie and said, "quote A handful of people have seen it." The the Ayer cut. If someone says that they have seen it, they haven't. Damn, so fuck. Number nine, Walt Disney. The Walt Disney Company is requiring all its employees to get vaccinated. Number ten, Die Hard Six is officially canceled. Number eleven, Netflix admits that their films need to be better. Because <laughs> they're, you know what, their series are on point, but they can't make a movie. Like what the fuck? Uh, yeah. Okay, Netflix. Like damn. Like, all right. Number twelve. This is the box. This is the box office report for July twenty third. It's the old stuff. I kind of mentioned it. Old beats. Snake Eyes at the box office. Uh, so just pull it up real quick here. Snake. Uh, old made sixteen million dollars in the opening weekend. Snake Eyes made thirteen million dollars. Uh, obviously, Snake Eyes was a huge flop. 
it was a huge, like, big-budgeted movie. Old only cost, like, about $18 million to make, so they almost made almost the entire production budget, so it's going to be pretty much smooth sailing. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a success. So, yeah. And then the other box office report, number 13, the box office report, though, which we already covered, uh, Jungle Cruise made $35 million in the opening weekend. Old made $6 million at number two. And then uh, $6.8 at number two. And number three was The Green Knight, which is the Dev Patel movie, made six point seven. And Stillwater opened at number five with $5.1 million. Ouch. Yeah, that movie. I, I mean, you could tell that movie wasn't going to make a lot of money. <laughs> as good as it is. So, I have a lot of uh, headlines for you that are juicy as hell. What do you want to talk about? Man, that's a lot. Where do I start? First, I'm going to just start off with Tom Hanks appearing in the next Wes Anderson film. That That is amazing. Like, when you talk about an all-time great director and an all-time great actor that has never worked together, are you serious? Like, these are the things I be just be wanting more in Hollywood. I want to see these collaborations with these greats that's never happened before. You know what I'm saying? I want to see uh, Denzel Washington in a Martin Scorsese movie or something like that. Like, this is one of them, you know? So, I'm excited. I don't need to know what it's about. I don't need to know those synopsis. I don't even care. Wes Anderson is a master. He got a movie coming out that seems like a masterpiece. So, yeah, this I'm excited about. Wes Anderson's next movie, which is expected to shoot in Spain. Um, it's unclear the size of his role. Uh, this marks the first time Hanks will be appearing in an Anderson production. And it's also going to co-star Adrian Brody, Bill Murray, and Tilda Swinton. Yeah, Fuck! Ex- yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm All excited right. about it. That, that cast is special, too. And also, man, I got a lot here. Okay, uh, J.K. Simmons back as Commissioner Gordon and Bad Girl. Ugh, I don't like this news. I don't like nothing. <laughs> What? <laughs> this is completely out of left field, but okay, well, go for because, it. Well, because, like, I'm not, I don't like the idea of a bad girl movie, and then it's exclusive to HBO. Well, I don't like the idea of the bad girl movie because they're not being so specific, and this is Warner Brothers' problem. They're all over the place. Is this bad girl in the, in the DCEU? Because you got uh, J.K. Simmons, Commissioner Gordon. Like, what the hell? I don't know what the hell's going on. It, like, I don't mind them having a DCEU and then, like, a side movie universe where you got like Joker and stuff like that. I don't mind that. But damn, they're at the point where it so convoluted. I don't know what the fuck is what. Every day announces <laughs> so many movies. I'm like, is this a spinoff or is this, I mean, is this his own universe or is this in the DCU? So now I was always thinking this Bad Girl movie was its own thing, maybe kind of like, you know, in its own universe. It's on HBO Max. It's not going to be in theaters. Like, okay. But then you got J.K. Simmons. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess this Bad Girl was in with Ben Affleck and shit. I don't yeah. know, man. So I just don't like this. I don't, I, don't, I don't really like the whole idea of Bad Girl anyway. Let me talk to you about Sylvester Stallone. He put out a tweet where he was like, here's the new ring. Uh, I guess it's not a tweet. It's on Instagram. He put on Instagram. He's like, here's the new ring I'm making for, uh, for Expendables 4. So there it is. That's... I'm, not, I'm not excited about that at all. Damn. And I like Expendables. But this is one of the things like where it's clearly a cash drag. He's trying to just have his franchise going. Because like, Expendables, think about it. After Expendables 2, two why, why do yeah. you need the, the Expendables 3 and 4? And that? Cut that out. Ain't nobody care about At least with no three, more. they got they got Antonio Banderas and Wesley Snipes. Yeah, but they but again, it was just the thing of just adding. They're gonna just continue to like let's add all these old legends. That's not gonna make a movie good, bro. Like it, it was a great idea at first because it felt like Avengers. Yeah. It felt like it was yeah, it was yeah, a it was cool like, idea. Like you bringing the Avengers of action stars together. Like, but after you do it now, it just seemed like uh, you just doing it for the sake of doing it. Now I think yeah, like, with Expendables two, it was definitely a peak because they got like 
Bruce Willis, Sylvester yeah. Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Chuck Norris. Yeah, and, and they I mixed like, some yeah. of the old and new, because then they had Ronda Rousey in it, too. Oh, and yeah. Something. Like, yeah, so it was like... And Liam Hemsworth. And, Liam yeah. Hemsworth, yeah. Like, it, it, it was something, it was refreshing and new. Now it just felt like a gimmick. Like, you know what? I'm going to tell you this right now. If Expendables 4 somehow managed to get Jackie Chan, and Jackie Chan has turned down Expendables. Hell yeah, he ain't turned that shit down. He's too much <laughs> of a legend to be just like, just oh, let me just be in this extra shit. But know? if Jackie Chan, if they manage to snag Jackie Chan for this go-around, I'll be, I'll be in. Uh, it'll have me interested, because Jackie Chan is Jackie Chan. Yeah. All right. Uh, what, what else? What else? Um, you hit they, oh, yeah. Um, what you call it? Um with the whole Netflix, it's funny how they said Netflix film. They admit it's funny how they actually admitted that that's some real shit. Because here's the problem with Netflix: it's not that they can't make good movies. It's that the problem is is that they just green light too many movies. And if you do that without any kind of like specific like putting thought, basically putting thought into the movies you green like you're gonna have bad movies mixed in. But when they do put in thought, they make great movies. I mean, this is they they did the Irishman. They did uh. The, uh, uh, Roma. They did Marriage Story. You know what I'm saying? They've done good movies. The Zack Snyder movie that just came out. You know what I'm saying? They've done a lot of solid good movies. The Two Popes. They've done good movies, but they don't, the movie that they do good, they specifically trying to make them good. They're like, okay, we going out, let's get this director or let's snag this. For, all, for, for every like a good movie they have, they have an Enola Holmes. They, they have a bad, exactly, <laughs> because they just say, all right, hey, man, you want to make a movie, Lewis? Hey, come on, bro, come make a movie. And the, the thing about it, if you do that you're gonna have a bunch of these bad movies project have, power six underground right you have that. to take your 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 job more seriously and and learn how to turn down movies i think because they're netflix and they have a boatload of money they just green lighting whatever but like like a studio you got to know how to say no nah, this movie i don't think it's a good project i'm sorry it's like they say yes to everything so while the Nef while some of Netflix's television series have become widespread cultural phenomenon see bridgerton um as well as like you know uh, Stranger Things, Netflix original movies are sorely lacking in that department. Mm -hmm. uh, quote, we have to be more consistent at making these movies more culturally thing, relevant yeah. and putting them in the zeitgeist, yep. uh, Stuber said. Yep. We know that the audience, we know the audience is, um, is there for these movies, but I want people to feel that impact in their conversations mm -hmm. with friends and colleagues yep. when they said that, did you hear about this movie, Old Guard? We've done it, but mm -hmm. we haven't done it consistently. Yep. That see, that's what, and that's basically that article. What you just read is exactly what I'm saying. They they get, make good movies. They're not consistent. They're they're like, and then when and then and the thing is, when you do that, it drowns out. It gets drowned by the bad movies. You make one good movie, but and then you have like three brights. And you have like three brights. <laughs> then it's like all, everybody gonna think like, oh, that movie must have sucked because it was like bright was trash. Like you know what I'm saying? Like when I say bright, I was disappointed, bro. So yeah, like that. But the fact that, but that, that to me, that's good news because the fact that they're owning up to it and being real, that means they're taking it seriously. They're going to reevaluate. Yeah, yeah they, the fact that they're talking, even though they're not going to get them, but the fact they're talking about trying to get to Christopher Nolan, the fact that they just bought the whole Knives Out franchise, basically, the fact they're doing things where you could tell that, okay, no, we're, we're trying to turn this around and change the way people think of Netflix instead of thinking of it as a... Good for a Netflix movie. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> instead yeah. of, we want to be like, dude, next yeah. Netflix movie. Right, we, no, exactly. Like, yeah. They're trying to change the narrative how Netflix Netflix is looked at, and they're gonna need to do it when you got Disney Plus, HBO Max, all these different Paramount and all this different shit. You're gonna have to up your game. So I feel like that. But uh, yeah, that's all I had to talk about on that. Oh, last thing I want to talk about: Rosie O'Donnell hitting that uh, the Land Star being Ezra Miller. 
that she did, she hinted at that big. Like, that's not uh, over because she reposted someone that was yeah. talking about that. And it's like, why yeah. would you do that? Right if, here, right there, yeah. Yeah, like, so why would you do that? And, and the thing about it is, like, that's the perfect casting. Look at him, don't even, like, Ezra <laughs> Miller look like he like an Indian dude or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's perfect casting. Like, if, and, and if you think about it, that's pretty much the fans had kind of made her get the role as Ahsoka. So, um, yeah. So maybe I think she probably trying to do the same with him. I don't know, but I think it's a possibility. And if it is, I think I like that idea. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I can. I, I would be okay with this. I'd be happy with this Ezra Bridger yeah. uh, casting here. So yeah, fan casting is always going to be like, oh my god, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. I just want to say. Nobody is really like clamoring for Clifford the Big Red. This picture, I think, is I, terrible. By the way, I actually think this is a good thing for them. Like th them pushing this back, I think. Like even though it's because of COVID, I think it's good for them because this movie, I could tell, I could see it closest day. It's gonna be a bomb. This is gonna be a straight up bomb. I Honestly, know. like, wouldn't it be better for them to like blame to give? Give them like, the excuse uh, that it excuse. was. Yeah, but I think was... at the same time they could get away with that excuse, but they still want to make the money. If they can make the money, they 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 want to. Because the thing is, the bombs. Yes, they could have an excuse, but that's not gonna stop their pockets from burning after they. I think there's like a way to like write it off from an accounting standpoint. Be like, oh, okay, let's just write it off, kind of like kind of well, thing. Like I'm... no one gets fired, no one's in trouble, you know? Like yeah, I mean, but the thing is, they they. Every company makes movies to make money. It's not just about the headlines that, look, we made money. They actually want to make the money. So if they put it out now, it's going to bomb. Yeah, they're going to have the excuse, but that's not going to stop them from being losing however hundreds of millions or whatever they spend on making this movie. So this probably giving them a chance to push it back and try to do something new for marketing. Because I, only, I haven't heard nothing about this movie except it's for the trailer, trailer that we watched. Yeah, that's the <laughs> only thing. And the trailer looked terrible. So, yeah. So um, looking at the release calendar, we got Candyman at the end of the month we got shang chi at the beginning of september we have uh venom at the end of september um these are just some of the bigger movies that i'm seeing here does anyone bite the dust as far as like packing up moving elsewhere as far as like you know um i mean i think any movie that's coming out big and i'm gonna uh, give it september, to venom i'm gonna give it to venom well venom. I, I feel like any big movie that's coming out in september got a chance of moving because of this variant because the variant is like when these kind of things happen like same with covid or like this variant it starts like this and goes up the, so the further you go into the year the the bigger it could become a problem and by the time you get to september like it's the beginning of august so the variant ain't as big of a deal right now so we probably still gonna of course get suicide squad that's coming out this week and whatever but by maybe by the time september come if more people get it get the whole covid thing by then they might start pushing stuff back so i think anything that's coming out in september has a chance of getting pushed all right cool 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 um i don't really have anything else to talk about as far as like these uh sort of game my opinions already oh, so hold on david air man listen listen i don't want to hear no david air cut don't try to <laughs> don't try to make this don't try to make this a Go whole like hbo Zach's, max yeah. yeah don't try to make this no Zack snyder thing all right like that that movie was gonna be trash regardless he wrote the script in three weeks you can't write the script in three weeks that movie was gonna be trash regardless and from what i hear the part of the reason why like warner brothers took the film from him and like and locked him out the, of the editing room yeah, yeah. the reason why because it was so atrocious that they just trying to last minute scramble to be in i mean they didn't make it any better but like it, it wasn't like a Zack snyder situation where they completely hold them out for no reason like it was like oh shit this is terrible we need to figure out something a part and of me believes this because like a part of me believes that that director knows what they're doing like 
Like, apparently, Jared Leto says, like, oh, my God, you, you didn't even see what I, my performance or whatever. Yeah, you know, but just because it's more scenes, like, I remember that he said that, and then it was more scenes with him, and it was like, bro, this made your performance look worse, because he just <laughs> added to, to how bad it was. So, just because you have more footage, and here's the thing, but this is how I know, this is why I believe, this is the one time where I'm, I'm on the so, side. So, the studio. Yeah, this is why oh I'm so with the studio, because David Ayer wrote the script in three weeks. Uh, think of a big blockbuster movie with all these characters, with all these superstars. You write the script in three weeks, not even a month. I doubt this this movie was going to be ever be good in three weeks. You write a script in three weeks for a blockbuster movie, that is going to be terrible. Unless you're the greatest writer of all time, that is going to be a terrible script. And so the fact that in a, in a movie is just as good as your script. So the fact that, that that was what they was working with, and if you watch the movie, the dialogue is atrocious. How you was just <laughs> talking about that dialogue the dialogue through the whole suicide squad movie is atrocious so i'm i'm thinking that the movie was gonna suck regardless i think and then to make things to make things more on that point david Ayer's very next movie was with netflix he did bright where netflix lets you do whatever the fuck you want <laughs> and that movie still sucked that movie still sucked it reminded me of suicide squad in certain ways so i'm like nah bro i don't even believe i don't believe that like don't you, you trying to he's trying to say face you think? yeah you trying to say face uh. bro especially <laughs> that suicide squad coming out and that's gonna be amazing oh uh, yeah nah i don't buy it i don't buy it at all bro i'm with one of brothers on this one all right we'll go ahead and move on to check this out check this out so for check this out i have it down to six trailers there's actually a ton of trailers that i cut and normally i cover everything which one's on there? Which one didn't there's a lot of indie stuff oh, like indie I, stuff. I we're not gonna cover it, but we're just gonna cover like the bigger stuff um so first up is Venom Let There Be Carnage. The trailer just came out. And uh, let me mute the audio so that way there we go. Um, so yeah, this uh, this trailer, it says, look at this here. Venom there, uh, Let There Be Carnage is directed by Andy Serkis and arrives in theaters in fall 2021. So this trailer doesn't actually end with the release date. And the description and the official marketing materials on uh, Sony's website also says fall so they're basically giving themselves wiggle room so they're letting oh, themselves yeah. get delayed just in case just in yeah. case which yeah. is crazy yeah. so yeah. i just kind of sucks that they're not confident but it's still technically dated for like what september 24th is what we said yeah but all that all that stuff all that delta variant aside this trailer is actually pretty good i actually I, liked it yeah it's 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 all right I, for me oh damn I, yeah i'm not as big as i and listen i know i'm gonna be in the uh minority here because i think a lot of people will like this trailer i didn't love the trailer and the reason why i didn't love the trailer is because to me it's for me how i could tell and why i'm so good at predicting what movies that's going to be good or bad is because especially from blockbusters it's harder for ending films or whatever but for blockbusters i could tell when movies are not going to be that good is because they they try to put in as much as fun action humor as possible and as least amount of character moments as possible. When you have a good blockbuster movie, if you go back to all the great blockbusters, they throw in the character moments in the trailer too to let you know that like, look, this is going to be actually a good movie too. It's not just going to be an action movie, yeah. right? But when when it's a movie, when they know it's bad, they're just going to throw in all action no. to get you hyped. But if you notice, there's not a single character moment. Like, like all this action and shit, this not going to make 
make a good movie good. It'll make a movie cool to look at or something fun to see. All this stuff, yeah, it's cool to see. It's dope seeing Carnage and all this. But what makes a movie good is character, is, is dialogue, is, is, is acting, is all this stuff. They don't have a single one until the end. And even the end, they kind of play it as humor a yeah. little bit. Like when his girl is with another guy. That could have been, yeah. been something that's like heartbreaking. Like, damn, he's seeing a girl with another guy. And like, that now I'm a Venom variant thing or whatever the fuck. But instead, they play it for humor. And it's like, so to me, like, I, I don't know, man. Like this, like, same vibes I got from the last Venom trailer, and I and I didn't like Venom. I didn't like the first Venom. Yeah, I Whoa. was one. Yeah, I didn't like the first Venom. So see, that's this the reason why I, This is the reason why I like the trailer is because I feels like they're doing um, what the first movie, but better. Like there's one there's. The one thing that I I hated, I didn't like about like the first Venom, is that the the action scene was a bad CGI, and it was like you couldn't see what's going on. Everything's sort of melded out, melded together, and you can't see who's fighting who. Yeah. So like I feel like they're taking from the taking learning from the mistakes and improving from the last movie. So it kind of seems like they're doing a, you know, mm-hmm. they're doing the first movie better. Better. Yeah. Yeah. But so that, that's why I was. I, well, I'm, see, but see, the thing is, like that. To, to be honest, though, like. That stuff, the action stuff, that's not what's going to make a movie good. Like, they learn from that mistake, but that doesn't, that, just because the action is going to be filmed better or look better, that none of that is what makes a movie good. So even if Venom, like, I would have liked Venom, regardless that, I, because I was the same way, I couldn't see shit in, at nighttime, because it was like, <laughs> yeah. damn, he's a black character. And and yeah, yeah, so yeah. I couldn't see nothing. Yeah, but at the end of the day, if it was a good movie in terms of story, plot, character, framing, editing, pacing, if it was a good film, I I would have I would have gave that a pass. I'm like that's not what's gonna make a movie good or not. Whether I can see the characters fighting or not. So yes, in this I it looks like it's gonna be filmed way better. The CGI looks better. Carnage looks badass. It's fighting, but none of this stuff is gonna make a movie good. You can watch Transformers. It's all the action you want in the world. They got all kind of cool f- shit flipping around and all that. But those movies are bad because that's all. That's literally all you get is action. And so that's how how I feel about this. But again, it's buzzing. It's gonna make good money. Well. Um, for me, like I, I actually liked the first movie because I liked the performances. I liked the. I Tom like Tom Hardy. Hardy. Yeah, he was good. So, he looked good in yeah. this, and he was good in that. So yeah, I, like I said, I, I guess uh, I'm a cheaper date. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to the Chucky TV series here. So Chucky, it says here uh, he's coming to uh, this Halloween. I don't know what channel. Did it say it's like Sci-Fi or something like that? I forgot what channel it said, but. Yeah, I think- uh, basically, yeah, it's a Chucky TV series, and this doll looks creepy as fuck. And also, this kind of like this kind of uh, trailer, like these like the series opening moments, it reminds me of the very first Chucky movie that came out back in like '88. The Chucky doll looks kind of like the original Chucky. Yeah. Like they gave it, they kind of went back to the original roots in terms of the look of Chucky. Yeah, and it says USA slash Sci-Fi. Those are two different networks. Is it airing on both of those networks? I don't know. I would say probably USA, if anything, but whatever. No, I've never seen that before. What? Like like a dual. Oh, like, yeah, a dual. Like, like dual, that's two channels. Yeah. That's two different, completely different yeah. cable, cable yeah. channels. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, he's still talking. He's talking without a battery, so it's all creepy. I like how, like, there's, like, this kid is clearly, like, in high school. He's taking his doll to high school. That is so uncool. Like, like so I, un- I, I'm not going to lie. I, I think this looks terrible. I, really? 
Yeah, yeah. I'm not as much as and anybody that knows me knows that Chucky. I'm a huge Chucky fan. Anybody that knows you watch me. that. You watch Child's Play reboot. The, yeah, I watched watch the that. reboot. Yeah, yeah, and I actually kind of liked it. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm a Chucky fan. But this like it's so many problems when I look at this trailer. It's so many things that stand out. It's like oh, this is gonna be a plot hole. Oh, this is gonna be inconsistent. This is gonna be stupid. Like you just brought up one. This dude is a grown ass kid. Why does he got a doll with him? <laughs> that, that's number one. Number two, he's a grown ass kid. You're not like I, the second like the, the scene where he sees him talking without his battery that you're a grown-ass kid at that point that's smart enough to know oh let me go chunk his ass in a trash compactor you know what i'm saying you're not gonna be you're gonna be terrified just like anyone would be if yeah. i see a doll i'm a grown-ass man if i see a doll talking without a battery i'm gonna be terrified i'm not gonna be like, oh you're my friend like you <laughs> see what i'm saying and then it's also shit like it's just it's so many things that just don't like that i to me it's just not gonna work like it, it see th things like uh, to me chucky isn't something i feel like w works as a television show it, it, to me it has to work as a as just a movie where it's that one time thing it happens quick and it's like it, it goes like that it can't go on for hours because it, it's other plot holes like oh everywhere you go people are dying it's like are you serious like you, you, this dude is literally framing you because he's killing everyone you're not gonna throw him under the bus or at least kill him or get rid of him <laughs> or something everywhere you go he's making it seem like it's you so again it just doesn't seem like it's gonna work as a franchise I like with the idea though but it says, it says October 12th is when it starts yeah right I, there in the um, in the trailer right there in the Halloween Kuiper Area. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Next up is Shane Chi. This is a bit. Of, this is like a short one minute trailer, and you know, you see she's like shouting at him. It's like, what happened to your shirt? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, this this trailer didn't really do anything for me, actually, to tell you the truth. Uh, it showed a lot of cool new footage and stuff, but honestly, like, I'm already been sold on this movie since like trailer number one. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. So I kind of wish I didn't see all this footage because we see a lot of like dragons and a lot of like we see a lot more completed special effects. I put it to that way. Yeah. Like one of the things about the earlier trailers is like the They're CGI not is not done yet. Yeah. But yeah, so eh, I whatever. agree. Like this trailer didn't do absolutely nothing for me. But like you said, I'm already like excited. I I'm saying this day one whether they show a, not another frame of this movie. I'm gonna see it day one. So. Yeah. Plus it's not gonna be on Disney Plus Premier Access, so I'm gonna have to take my happy ass to the theaters. See, they, they're 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 smart. They're getting smart around the, the <laughs> movies that matter. <laughs> Next up is House of Gucci. Now now real talk. Looking at this part right here at the like the opening seconds of the trailer. I thought this was Gal Gadot, straight oh, really? up. I, I don't know. I just, I don't know why, but just, she just sort of looks like Gal Gadot, but no, it's not her, so. No, that's a uh, Lady Gaga. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that is Lady Gaga. So, yeah, uh, it's uh, House of Gucci, and it stars Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Selma Hayek, Jared Leto, Al Pacino, and Jeremy Irons. Like, damn, that is a cast right there. Yeah. And it's about the, the marriage and divorce of uh, Patricia and Maurizio Gucci, the head of the Gucci fashion house, which leads to murder. So it's a based on a true story. I'm assuming it's set in the, what, the 60s or 70s. I don't yeah, know. 60s. The 60s. Okay. But yeah, Gucci. I know everyone who knows who Gucci I mean, this, is. I mean, after seeing this trailer, this jumped to my number one anticipated movie of Damn. the year. Yeah, my, number, my very number one. Um, first of all, it's directed by Ridley Scott. 
Oh, shit. We know he's a goat. You know what I'm saying? Alien. He's a goat. Uh... Then the cast is unbelievable. Like, by the way, I like how in the in the entire cast, everyone is either an Academy Award winner or, or an nominee. Academy Award nominee. Every like, single one of them, I'm like, the, fuck. The, is the cast is, is phenomenal, and like, as you looking at the acting, I'm looking at like, I'm like, damn, Academy they, Award winner Lady Gaga. Wait, yeah, she, she won. She won for a song, yeah. original song. Uh, okay, yeah. I thought I say, did she win for a Star Is Born? Fuck. Yeah, I think. I did think she win for the, the song or for the acting? No, the song. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> But they put that in there. Like, <laughs> but uh, but but regardless, like in the even in the trailer, it looking like they could win an Oscar for the trailer. So, <laughs> like the acting is on another level. Adam Driver is one of the, this generation's best actors. Like, yes, he's one of the the goats of this generation already. Like he's in everything. He's already worked with Scorsese. He didn't work with now Ridley Scott. He didn't work with uh uh uh. Damn it, what's the director that directed... Uh, Marriage Story? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, Damn, I can't remember the name. Bombach or oh, uh, Bombach or something like that. I mean, the dude is... He, he's, a, he's a legend. Spike Lee. He's worked with Spike Lee. I oh, mean, yeah. I forgot about that. Like, yeah. but So he's already working with I all... I forgot about that. Was it the, the... Where he's like the... The, the black guy. Black, the, uh, guy black Klansman. Black, with like black a, Klansman, yeah. Yeah, fuck. So, I forgot about yeah, that shit. So, like, he's, he, he's already, like, all the great directors want to work with him. He's worked with Spielberg. Uh, he's worked, yeah, so he's... You know what I'm saying? And Lincoln. So, the dude is just like all the top actors want to work with him but then you got Jared Leto you got the the goat Al Pacino you got uh Lady Gaga that's this is her second movie and she's proven that she's one of the best I can't even explain how excited I am for this movie all right cool 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 next up is King Richard which is a Will Smith joint and it's pretty uh, distributed by Warner Brothers which means if it comes out this year that means it's gonna be an HBO Max release too, but it's about it's a based on a true story. Uh, he's playing the father of Venus and Serena Williams, and uh, you're sort of like showing him like you know putting them through the ringer, pushing them to their limits, their max, and stuff like that. And you know he's just like he's like one of those kind of like he's playing like a character that's so like go 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 you know like that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, I kind of it's I don't know how, how I feel about this movie. It's like this movie looks like try hard in my opinion, but it looks good. But try hard, you know yeah, what I mean? I like mean, I can't tell. Listen, I, for, to me it doesn't look try hard. To me it looks really good, and Will Smith looked like he's gonna be fantastic. But I, it wouldn't surprise me if you're right because Will Smith, I got him ranked maybe number two as the the guy that picks the worst movies in Hollywood. <laughs> like, it, like I can't even tell you how many Oscar bait movies this dude done been in, and they like just seven pounds or something. Seven like, pounds, yeah. and it's atrocious. So, so you know like, what I'm getting at when yeah, I say like, yeah, but uh, like, and that's when why I say I'm, try hard. You the, know? That, okay. But that's why I'm saying you might end up being right. But in terms of just this, I don't see it in this. This looks fantastic, and his perform and Will Smith, regardless of how bad he is at picking movies, he's always good. So to me, he looks like an Academy nominated actor right here for this performance a little more but, for me it's it weighs a little bit more seven pounds a little less the pursuit of happiness you know what i mean yeah but see i for me i can never tell that in the trailer like like, <laughs> like i always said yeah, like true. i can like what i was saying earlier yeah. when it comes to blockbusters i could tell when blockbusters aren't gonna be that good but see when these kind of movies you can't really tell because they look good because they're gonna show the heartwarming moments and yeah. stuff but that don't mean they're gonna be able to put it together and edit it right so I can't tell, but based off of 
this trailer, if we're just talking about this trailer alone, it looks fantastic. It looks very good. Yeah, King Richard. Uh, let's take a look at what it says here. It says it's going to come out on November 19th, so it is going to be an HBO Max release, so I'll be able to watch it this year for sure. Um, and give you guys quick impressions uh, pretty in a timely manner. And yeah, but overall, like I, 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 I don't know why, but it just... Uh, for me, it feels too bait, Oscar bait movie that I'm like kind of sort of turned off. But uh, on the whole, I actually kind of am like liking the movie, especially the trailer can like sort of picks up later on in the yeah. second half of the trailer. Right, right. So when they show you the good stuff, the good parts. Yeah. But yeah, so there, there you go. Next up in the final trailer that we're going to cover is Ghostbusters Afterlife. We have a new trailer that came out and it shows you way more stuff. This movie looks completed just based off of what we're seeing. It comes out November 11th, and it stars Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things, uh, as well as like Sigourney Weaver and, and Paul Rudd. Uh, but yeah, so this trailer, uh, honestly, like, I can't really, I guess it's really hard to explain, but for some odd reason, even before the pandemic and even now, like this, this movie, I am zero hyped for it at all. Like, just like, yeah. it's just like, I'm only like marginally more hyped for this movie than, than like the 2016 All Girls Ghostbusters, which I never watched, by the way. So at the very least, <laughs> I'll probably watch this movie. Yeah. So like, there's that. That's like a win. But overall, like this movie is like I could have done without it. To yeah, the truth. I mean, for me, once I seen this trailer, then I, I, it kind of made my excitement go down because I really think this movie is gonna not be that good because it it seems to me that they got a tone problem in the movie, like it's tone conflicting. Like well, you the, know, the beginning of the movie, it's almost like they're trying to go for more of a serious. Look vibe. who's directing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jason Reitman's a good director, number yeah. one, and number two, he's the son of Ivan Reitman, who's the director of the original Ghostbusters. Well, but here's the but here's the problem though. Like okay. this is what I think the problem is gonna be. I think based off the trailer, I think it's the studio and. Uh, and the director both trying to like put their visions, force their visions. Like the beginning of the movie seems more like the director's vision. And then, I mean, the beginning of this trailer seems more like a director's vision, but then the second half of the trailer, it just become a straight up cartoony Ghostbuster movie. Like it don't even try to kind of blend the two tones. And so for me, it just, a lot of movies in Hollywood deal with that problem where like one of the guys wanted to be one type of movie and then the studio wants to be another type of movie. And that's just how it feels. And so like, like I was kind of invested in it. I was, like okay they kind of going for more of a serious tone i don't mind that whatever but then at the same when the ghosts come and they're all silly and shit it just didn't match i don't mind that's what ghostbusters is to be more fun and silly but it just didn't match with the beginning of the trailer so i don't know i think it's not gonna work all right cool 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 all right we'll go ahead and move on to the next bit here so troy we are just over two hours in so here's what i'm gonna do we're not going to go over the charts. Instead, I'm going to go over specific cherry-pick things on the charts. Netflix and Chill is the segment where we talk about the top 10 charts on all the streaming platforms. So because we're like over time, I'm just going to go over specific numbers, and then we're going to move on. So that way we can go on new releases. So for the Netflix charts, I just want to say congratulations to Coco Melon to returning at hey, number eight. <laughs> hey, I think one of us predicted that it was going to be back. I don't remember who. But. I think it was you. But also, just as a side note, 
it was all those Twilight movies. That, that's really what yeah, it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Twilight, Honestly, yeah. but once the Twilight Twilight fell by the wayside, Coco Melon uh, came right came back. Came right back. Well, like Coco so. Melon, like nah, don't think I'm gone. Like, <laughs> and, and wait, am I mistaken? There's not a single Twilight movie on here. No, there is not. Yeah, they, they, that's ain't no Twilight. That was and just no, hype. no steam power. Yeah, no that steam. was no steam power. That was hype. Yeah, so that was it. And then as far as the top ten movies on Netflix, um, I just want to give a shout out to The Losers, which was like a Ryan Reynolds Zoe Saldana movie at number one. Number four was The Blood Red. Blood Red Sky, which I'm going to get to in new releases. And that's pretty much it. Also, uh, last two weeks ago when we covered the top 10 iTunes charts, Wrath of Man was at number one and The Quiet Place Part 2 was at number two. And you were bitching and you're like, man, fuck that. Quiet Place should be number uh, number one. Yeah, yeah. Quiet Place Part 2 that's is number t- one on iTunes. That's what I'm talking but about. But check this out. <coughs> Don't this, this, this victory is hollow because on the top 10 Amazon Prime charts, F9, the Fast Saga, is number one over everyone else. God. It's number one over the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. It's over the Forever Purge at number three. And it's over number four at Quiet Place Part Two. So Amazon Prime, man, they're like they're selling Fast Saga for 20 bucks. So everyone's buying it. Everybody buying it. I mean, I understand why, because Fast and Furious is popular. But my thing is, I'm confused. Fast 9, the Fast Saga, what does that mean? F9? So is F nine the movie? Yeah, that's the name. Of, it's so, called the name of the movie is called F nine colon the Fast Saga. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that's what it was named. Okay, okay. I so know that's that. why like F eight is F eight. I was confused. I'm like, is the whole Fast and Furious saga like number one? Okay, but okay. It's uh, that's called so number eight was called F eight like Fate of the Furious. Yeah. And then F nine was, was called F nine the Fast Saga. Okay. That's, that's just like, stupid. That's how the, their naming scheme changes movie to movie. By the yeah, way, yeah. like Furious Seven, Fast Five. Yeah. <laughs> like what the? <laughs> they all over the place. They haven't been consistent at all, man. Like Fast Five, then it was Fast and Furious Six. Fast, just, they went Furious like, Seven. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't give a damn. Man. So yeah, I just that's that's all I really wanted to cover as far as the the the, the charts. I do have the full charts here in front of me, but we're just gonna gonna keep it pushing. Also, shout out to Interstellar number ten at Amazon Prime charts. Hey. <laughs> uh, now, my recommendation is gonna be uh, Ferris Bueller's Days Fer, ah, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which is a classic movie from '86. I believe we even covered it on like um, what do you call it? To, uh, Back what to the Future. That? That's on Netflix? Yes. We covered it on like Back to the Future like a couple months ago, by the way. But yeah, I found it. It's on Netflix. It's there. You can watch what, it. What's dropping this week? What else is dropping this? this uh, oh, my recommendation. Oh, oh, shit. You don't got one. Do you? Nah, what, what a bitch. I, I don't got no recommendation. <laughs> so yeah, I, that's what I say. Just check out Ferris Bueller. It's like, it's a, it's a, com- it's an iconic movie. It's been like parodied so many times. It's like everyone knows it and stuff like that. There's like a lot of moments that like everyone sort of sort of borrows from especially at the the end credit scene from deadpool to name to name one off the oh, top of my head really? you don't know the end credit scene in deadpool one where he's in that bathrobe and yeah, he talks yeah. to the audience yeah that's a ferris bueller reference you know that oh yeah 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 I, no i forgot all about it though like you I, bitch. No, I did forget I, I did but i but i'm saying though like i didn't know but what are you? What does that have to do with? Are you saying that they're they're promoting that with Deadpool with this? No, no, no. De- I'm saying De- what, what made you bring up the Deadpool? Even though I know that they referenced that, but I'm saying what made you bring up Deadpool? Uh, my my recommendation is Ferris Bueller. 
Yeah. And Ferris Bueller has been iconic and oh. so culturally like oh, okay. stayed the, stood, uh, stood the test of time yeah. that even Deadpool did a did homage, homage to, him. to oh, them. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because I thought I had seen some promoting like I thought I seen like some with Deadpool promoting this movie or some shit, but I might have been tripping. Nah, nah, nah. All right, but yeah, we'll go ahead and move on to uh, the new releases. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. So, for new releases, there are four new releases this week, but I'm going to make up two of them to you, so that's six total. So, from previously before uh, new releases, or that should have been covered on the last show, is Blood Red Sky, which came out on July 23rd on Netflix. I'm two weeks too late. Uh, the, the synopsis reads, when a group of terrorists hijacks an overnight trans trans transatlantic flight Ugh. a mysterious a mysteriously ill woman must unleash a monstrous secret to protect her young son the film stars and i can't pronounce this it's roland i'm gonna go with molar i don't know what that o with the slash through it's supposed to pronounce like uh perry bellmeister uh, chitty uh, jufo and uh, alexander Shear, and the only name that i recognize dominic purcell Dominic Purcell was on Prison Break, as well as the Arrowverse show as the Heat Wave guy. Um, anyways, so yeah, uh, the, the trailer gave away the, the, the thing, her secret, her mysterious illness that they're talking about in the synopsis. She's a vampire. So terrorists hijack a plane, and this vampire needs to, needs to go vampire on them. <laughs> That's basically what it is. That's not interesting. <laughs> yeah, so I want to see the movie, by the way. It's on my to-do list. Uh, the next up is The Boy Behind the Door, which came out on July 29th, which was last Thursday. Um, on Shutter, and uh, it says here, after Bobby and his friend Kevin are kidnapped and taken to a strange house in the middle of nowhere, Bobby manages to escape, but as he starts to make a break for it, he hears Kevin scream for help and realizes he can't leave his best friend behind. The film stars Lonnie Chavez, um, which, by the way, Lonnie Chavez, I just want to just throw this out there, he's the same uh, kid actor that was in the... uh, what was that name of that movie that we were talking about when I showed you that trailer for that Rosario Dawson movie? The Waterman. That's the one. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. You remember? I, I think I showed you this one already. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. He was in The Waterman, which came out earlier this year. And also, Ezra Dewey. He's the other child actor that I made a... I gave you guys impressions on a movie called The Gin. So, they basically had two movies. They each had a movie come out this year. So, that's cool. Uh, Kristen Bauer, Van, Stra- Van Straten, Scott Michael Foster, and Micah Hauptman. Uh, those are the stars of The Boy Behind the Door. I gave it a recommendation. Now, that's, those are the ones that I had to make up for you. The rest here are actual new releases coming out this week. On August 6th, this Friday, The Suicide Squad, out in theaters and on HBO Max. The synopsis reads, The government sends the most dangerous supervillains in the world, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, King Shark, Harley Quinn, and others, to the remote enemy-infused island of Cordo Maltese. Armed with high-tech weapons, they trek through dangerous jungles on a search-and-destroy mission with only Colonel Rick Flagg on the ground to make them behave. The film stars Margot, Margot Robbie, Idris Elba, John Cena, Joel Kinnaman, Sylvester Stallone, Viola Davis, Jai Courtney, Peter Capaldi, Michael Rooker, Alice Braga, Pete Davidson, and Nathan Fillion. That is a banger cast right yeah, there. It's crazy. Um, next up is, I never heard of this movie, by the way, but I found it. It's coming out in theaters this week. It's called John and the Hole. This trailer, kind of crazy. Comes out August 6th in theaters. A desperate game of survival unfolds after 13-year-old John traps his family in a hole in the ground. 
Yeah, he the, the kid kidnaps his sister and his parents and just throws them in the in the ground in a hole. Cr- that's a, like that's such a unique uh, story. Like, I mean, like that's such a un- like. I, I mean, that throws me off. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So the film stars Charlie Shotwell as the thirteen year old kid, Michael C. Hall, which was he's Dexter. Like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer L. And Tysa Farmiga, who's the younger sister of Vera, Far- Farmiga, Vera yeah, Farmiga. So yeah. there you go. That's actually a pretty, pretty good cast. Uh, next up is Vivo, which is uh, coming out in, uh, on Netflix on Friday, August 6th. A music-loving Kinkajou embarks on the journey of a lifetime to fulfill his destiny and deliver a love song for an old friend. The film stars Lin-Manuel Miranda, who's famous from, uh, uh, damn it, was it? Hamilton. Yeah. Hamilton and also uh, the flop earlier this year that was in the Heights. Um, Inarly, Simo, Zoe Saldana. There you go. Zoe Saldana. Uh, fucking uh, damn, whatever. Uh, Juan DeMarcos, Gonzalez, Michael Rooker. Again, that's two movies in one week for Michael Rooker. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry, Le- Leslie David Baker, and Gloria Estefan. Damn, that's a dope ass cast. Gloria Estefan is a major, like, iconic singer from back in the day. Yeah, I feel like they kind of, I don't know, they, I feel like they just put her in it. But, like, <laughs> the, damn, though, they got Zoe in here. Like, they got, they got a solid cast, man. Yeah, so, yeah, that's a good cast right there. And uh, next up is the final new release is Val, which is uh, coming on August uh, August 6th for Amazon Prime. Uh, the film follows the life and career of actor Val Kilmer, including footage of Kilmer shot by himself oh, throughout his career, this, footage of his childhood and home movies. The film stars Val Kilmer. It had a limited release in theaters on July 23rd prior to digital streaming on Amazon Prime Video on August the 6th. Um, so, finally... This is just a public service announcement. Um, the Paper Tigers was on the Amazon, I'm sorry, the iTunes chart. I skipped it on on Netflix and chill, but it was at number eight on the iTunes charts because it was on sale for 99 cents. I've been noticing a thing where they put it on sale for 99 cents just before they put it on a Netflix. But on Saturday, August 7th, the Paper Tigers is going to be on Netflix. We reacted to that trailer earlier this year on Check This Out, where like these three kids or these three guys are like old and like busted because they were like a, they had a sensei from back in the day and they're like it's I don't like remember. a it's like a kung fu movie. And we were like I read you the synopsis. You're like damn. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I remember you having a pro positive uh, review to that one as well. But anyways, so yeah, there's definitely one obvious choice for pick of the week, and that's the Suicide Squad. I'm going with Val. <laughs> You're a lying nah, piece I ain't of gonna shit. Lie. It's Suicide Squad, <laughs> of course. Like, yeah, I'm excited for Suicide. But close. But after that, it is Val. I'm, I am for real. Want to see that? Because one of the things is when I first seen this trailer, it, it shocked me because I always wanted to know what happened to Val Kilmer. Like, he was a big star yeah, in the back 90s. in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was a fan of his too. And I he was, was motherfucking Batman for once. Right. Yeah. And I thought it was like he was like a Nicolas Cage situation where he just kind of just fell off. I was like, whatever happened? And then when you see this, you're like, oh, that's what happened to him. So I definitely want to see that. But yeah, of course, it's Suicide yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you got Amazon Prime, so that's an easy way to get it. So. I don't, but I'm going to find someone that does. She- yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll go ahead and, um, and end the show here. And now the end is near. So I face the final curtain. All right. 
it's time to end. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Ready Play Movies. Remember, you can reach the podcast by email at readyplaymovies at gmail.com or simply at readyplaymovies on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Chakalaka88 and Troy. Uh, Troy 58 <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe, give us a review, tell your friends about the show and all that good stuff. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>